0: Uh, welcome in to episode 12, a uh, very exciting episode. I got one of my real good buddies, Nate here, uh, another fraternity brother showing up, showing some love, really appreciate it fam, keep showing up. Um, Nate, he's he's got a awesome, interesting, deep story that he has to share today, so I really appreciate him coming out, taking the time out of his day, busy schedule. And uh, hanging out with me. So thank you for being here.
1: Of course, man. Thank you for having me. Um, I know you've been here since you were even planning this before you even had the room done and had the door on there. Yeah. This is a long time coming.
0: This is a long time coming. Yeah. You knew you knew the idea before I even like had anything planned out. I was just like, Nate, I got this idea and I want to know what you think of it.
1: Yeah, I think we, I think you brought it up when we went to Hocking Hills, when we did the photography. Yeah. I think that's when you brought it up more heavily.
0: Yeah. Cause I even brought it up to you before then, mm-hmm. you um, said you years about it ago then. and I was like, I'm thinking about it. And then we did a, uh, we both love photography. So we yeah. did a, a fall photo shoot. Um, and I was like, you know, got some one-on-one time with Nate, I'm gonna pick his brain real quick. What do you think of this idea?
1: sure enough you're on episode 12
0: episode 12 man it's exciting thank you so much once again for being here appreciate it uh but enough about me starting this uh you said you got a pretty deep story and you're excited to tell it so let's let's roll in let's dive in
1: um yeah so uh my life has been kind of easy but once i got to about 11 years old is when everything kind of hit bad yeah, um,
0: do you want to do you want to start about like where you grew up and all that stuff? Yeah, I can do that. <laughs> okay, and then we'll get through, you know, we'll get there.
1: Look, man, ADHD brain just bounces all over, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: that's that's a cool thing about this. Like, you know, you just drop that you have ADHD, so now people listening, whoever's listening, can kind of understand wherever your thoughts go. You know?
1: Yeah, I'm not on my Adderall either. This will be fun. <laughs> <laughs>
0: all right we'll try to keep it straight right yeah we'll, we'll get there we're having fun along the way though <laughs> oh yeah
1: always always Um uh, so i was born and raised in northwest ohio um raised in the outside of austoria okay um so where i lived when i first met you is where i grew up yeah i think i lived there from mm, i want to say we moved there around 2005, 2006-ish. And I lived there until I was about 21. So that I think that's about f- 14 years. 14-ish, yeah. 14-ish. I um, grew up there. So I, and I grew up in the country. So I wasn't in the town, in the town. um, used to ride my bike in town all the time. And by all the time, I mean about one or two times. Because once I had a bike, someone tried stealing it and bent the rim. Oh, um what an asshole. Dude, my parents bought it for me because I started going to the, the pool a lot. Yeah. And so my mom's like, he needs a new bike. And so I got a new bike. And I think it was the first or second time I took it out. I had to call my mom. And I was like, hey, um, my bike's fucked.
0: Oh, no. And she's
1: pissed. The entire the entire drive back home. She saw anyone on a bike. She goes, I bet you those little fuckers. <laughs> I was like, could have been, and, and the and the worst part was was that the bike was locked up in front of the cashier who took the money to let you into the pool.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: And so when I asked her, I was like, D- "Did you see anyone mess with it?" She goes, "It's not my job. You are five feet from the bikes. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I get my the God. stay in your lane thing. I'm huge on staying your lane, but you you were right there.
0: You you probably saw it.
1: Right? You could have just told me what they looked like." That's all I needed.
0: Uh, wherever that person is today, whoever bent your rim at the pool that day, hit me up. <laughs> hit me. We're going to have a chat.
1: <laughs> Funny thing is that we didn't even get rid of that bike. It sat because I was going to get a new rim for it. Well, I just kind of freaking forgot about it. We just got rid of it this past summer on my dad's barn.
0: You had that for so long. <laughs>
1: for seven years. <laughs> bent rim, had no rust on it. Chain looked brand new, everything. Just had a bent rim. Finally, got rid of it. My dad's like, You're going to do anything with it? Probably not. No. No. Wow. Yeah. So I grew up in the sticks. Um, I grew up with a dad who can do almost anything with cars. Uh, So I learned a lot from him from the get go. I learned some stuff on my own, some stuff I needed to know, like right then and there, and he wasn't there for it. Like I had a ball joint that was bad. I actually showed up to one of my finals covered in grease head to toe because I had no sleep, because I was so hell-bent on changing this ball joint and changing it myself and not getting the help and wow. making it to finals. <laughs> yeah, it was it was bad. I watched um, a YouTuber named Chris Fix It. I watched him for a lot of stuff. Um, if my dad wasn't around to help, I usually YouTubed Chris Fix. He he always had really in-depth videos, but about 90% of everything I learned, I have learned from my dad. So. I got blessed there. He knows a lot of electrical stuff, so I kind of learned a little bit there. Um, just a good source of information. My mom taught me how to be emotionally there. <laughs> <laughs> my dad did too, but my mom, you know, moms usually are. They teach you how to handle yeah. emotions. Right. I thing my dad didn't, but my dad taught me a lot of knowledge and how to be a man, uh, how to pick myself up. My mom taught me it was okay to cry.
0: That's good. So. That's a good uh, yin and yang. Yeah. Right? yeah. Can't have one without the other.
1: Yeah, they did good. When I was younger, I never understood it, and I, I hated them both at certain times, as all kids do. Of course. Um, but now being 23 and having one of my own on the way, I kind of understand what they did and why they did it. Yeah. Completely understand. Um, I'm not going to do exactly what they did. I I, I understand what they did. But me and Jocelyn have decided that she more, were going to take a more gentle approach. We'll see how that works. I'm for it. But yeah. I know every kid's different. So. Right. We'll see. Um, so then I grew up in the sixth, went to a farm school. And then around, not around, it was 11th grade, I went to a vocational school. And I went for digital tech. The first year was kind of whatever. Um. That's where I met a lot of people, but that's where I found my passion for technology. Uh, one of my many weird passions.
0: Whoa, hold on. You went to vocational <laughs> vocational school and found a passion?
1: Oh, oh so surprising.
0: <laughs> it is so surprising. That's It's crazy. Everyone looks down on vocational schools, but here you are.
1: Yeah, because back in the day, they are used to send the bad kids. Yeah. When you have a kid that has an F or a kid that's unruly, that's where they sent them. Right. And now they're, they do a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. I was given the opportunity my second year in digital tech to get my um, uh, security, my net, not security plus, my net plus, my CompTIA net plus. Yeah. Missed by a question. I forgot oh, to make sure that the message of the day was set on the server. That's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. I was a little upset. I was more worried about super subnetting. That took me six months to learn. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't understand it, man. i can i can
0: understand the focus
1: um but it's also where i found out that i was weirdly good at writing programs don't know what it was i couldn't learn spanish when i took it at my regular school to save my life but you sit me down in front of a computer and tell me hey here's a whole different language that makes no sense yeah
0: it makes absolutely no sense
1: put it together and make it make sense i could do it my i was not even a year in i had a ten thousand line program written in visual basic which is similar to the DOS days yeah from my understanding 10,000 lines I made a pokemon remake i spent i think 20 hours trying to fix a bug i literally i had sprites loaded and it wasn't even done i didn't even get out of the first town i had had the sprite walking i had different sprites so all the pokemon i had random spot generators put in so you'd get a random battle it was buggy you got him in buildings too don't don't look at me like that
2: <laughs> i'm just but, listening man
1: um i lost that after i wrote a uh, virus <laughs> one line virus erased everything including your bios nice you almost ran it and so i i deleted it And when i deleted it i also deleted the pokemon game wow and that's when I said, fuck this language. I'm done now. Because <laughs> that was three or four weeks straight of all my off time spending on that. And I deleted it on accident.
0: I did not know that you wrote a like game similar to Pokemon mm-hmm. in a couple of weeks. That's
1: It wasn't a full game. It was just like Pallet Town.
0: Yeah, so, like, you wrote, like, a portion of it, but, yeah. like, in a couple of weeks. <laughs> that Dude, that's seems, all I did. That's so impressive.
1: And it wasn't even completely done. Like, I had some of the buildings. I didn't have any loading screens, so, like, the buildings were syn- synonymous. Yeah, I butchered the word. So I don't uh, even know the word. With the uh, with the map. So, like, if you played original Pokemon, even then, if you went into a building, it would make a little noise, turn black, you have the building. Yeah. Well, I just had the outline of the building. I was going to get to it later. I was going to get, like, the rough draft. Like, you yeah. want an English paper and then polish it. Right. So, I had it moving. Had the Pokemon in it. Had the battle screen pop up different. Everything. And this wasn't <clears throat> this wasn't like what you have now with game generators like Unreal, where you can drag and drop. You had to sit there, type it in, make it happen, check it, make sure that it worked completely how you wanted it. If it didn't, you had to go in and tweak and hope that's what it was
0: yeah that's that's an intense process yeah um i don't know a whole lot about coding but yeah that seems to be wild and then um you knew programming for just a short period of time right
1: Mm -hmm. i weirdly picked it up um i think i said visual basic in the beginning yeah it was quick basic visual basic was the second language i learned it's what i did for competitions it's what Tu taught, yeah, and why I switched majors. Because I, I, what was it, Professor Miller? Yes, I had him, and he was introducing us to it. I made mean, a whole ass program, more in depth than what he wanted. Pulled from, pulled from a text file, everything, whole nine yards. He gave me a ninety nine out of a hundred. I didn't do the assignment. I didn't write the paper. I just wrote a program because I didn't want to do it and (laughs) sent it to him. And in one of the boxes, if you click the button, it would pop up and go, I already know the language. I know it inside and out. (laughs) And so he gave me a 99 and then went through and went, you should have commented right here. That was his tick mark. You should have commented right here.
0: Wow. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So I was like, okay, cool. And then next semester is when i switch over security and then dropped out of to you yeah but that's my upbringing
0: that's uh that's just your like coding part right that's your your interest for computers and stuff like that
1: yeah it doesn't go into my biology interest my anatomy and physiology interest which took me down the road of nursing and then getting accepted pre-med and then realizing i didn't have the money for it
0: so let's back up
1: (laughs) let's rewind a little bit we're getting way too close to now
0: right so you were in vocational school loving programming Mm -hmm. um and growing up figuring out who you are and what you enjoyed and all that stuff yep go from there go from there (laughs) yeah
1: okay so this is this is the story i have to preface Okay. There's there's a few before this, but this one this one's a preface. Um, this one does deal with sexual assault and gaslighting, and all the fun stuff. Fun being relative and wrong.
0: Uh, sarcasm. Yes. Let's get that on the table. Yeah. That's sarcasm. Yeah, uh,
1: it was not fun. Yeah, that was a very not fun, very dark time. I started dating uh, this chick when I was a junior. Literally walked into my English class, saw her, and went, holy shit. Right? When I was that age, I was like, holy shit. That's who my friend was telling me about. He wasn't wrong. She's really pretty. So I was all about it. And her and I hit it off. It was good for about the first six months, right? And then after that, she started getting a little bit weird. And then she went on a depot shot, which at the time, I understood that it kind of messed with your hormones. I didn't think anything of it. Well... my friends started disappearing. Like they all started abandoning me, but not the ones that were new. And she didn't know I talked to. So something started making, it didn't seem right. I had a friend that I'd bring in a pomegranate one day, we'd share it, next day he would bring in a pomegranate type deal. We would just pass it back and forth, entire class. Well, eventually he stopped talking to me. I had another friend, um, actually i'm best friends with now again we squashed it. it took two years um but we squashed it and we're good now i was friends with him years before that and he started treating me really shitty i never said why i didn't get why i didn't see a change in myself there was a big change and then it what really hit me friend wise was when my first friend at my school not vocational my first friend in general stopped talking to me. No no rhyme, no reason, nothing. Just stopped one talking. day
0: just there was nothing. Yep. Cold nothing. turkey.
1: Yeah. Um turns out she was telling them a bunch of fucking lies. She told my other friends a bunch of lies, my bad. I had other friends that I made at, at my vocational school which was Vanguard. I'm going to get it out there it's Vanguard. Okay. So um, some, some of my other friends I made at Vanguard that I talked to more often. So I had my DT friends that she never really saw me talk to outside of the class. And then I had other friends I had in the same classes as her. So her and I had a lot of the same classes and I started making friends I wasn't super popular but I was more popular at Vanguard than I was at my home school so I started making more friends well she started telling them shit started telling them that I hit her started telling them that I don't allow her to do stuff that I cheat on her and all this other shit and like when I found that out I was like "What? what the fuck like I don't anyone who knows me I don't fight that much when I was younger I fought yes at that point in time like even now man like there's no reason yeah, see a reason, unless you hit me, my fiance, or my kid, or my mom or dad. My dad can take care of himself. <laughs> he wouldn't even need me. Um, or my brother, but same thing. Handle himself. He wouldn't need me. I'd still jump in. It's my brother. Um, it was just there's ADHD going. <laughs> Lost the whole track of mind.
0: Um, so you found out that.
1: The friends were, it's coming back slowly.
0: Yeah. So she was she was telling a bunch of lies to your friends.
1: Yeah. She started distancing those the new friends away from me, and I didn't understand why. Um, I even had an instructor come up and go, "Bone, can I talk to you?" I was like, "Yeah." It's it's a weird habit. Almost everyone in school would call like instructor wise would call me my last name. Mm -hmm. My last job, they all call me my last name. It's it's a weird just keeps going. <laughs> um he's like I talked to you, I was like, Yeah, he goes, Are you doing all right? I was like, Yeah, why? And he goes, I've just I, I've heard some things. I wanna make sure you're all right. is Abby all right? And I went, Yeah, the, the last I knew she was unless she hasn't told me anything. And he goes, Okay, well, if you need to talk to me about anything, you you can. Um I I would suggest you seeing someone that's more professional if you guys are having issues. Which caught me off guard because at that point in time, I never was open with what was going on in my relationships. Um, So I was like, okay. I don't know what you're getting at, but good for you. Um, And then I started... I didn't realize I was changing. I had changed to sort of isolate myself to where those friends that stopped talking to me was because I was around her so much she started planning it in my head that they didn't like me they had it out for me wow so I started being a dick to them because that's how she planted it in me
0: so she was talking to you like hey you know Joe in this class is like saying these things or stuff like that
1: yeah like, it started out she was geez. like <clears throat> i remember the first time she said about busak which was my first friend ever Mm -hmm. aside from sam when i lived in fosteria but busak has been a one day one dude's never crossed me right right never she said something about him well he doesn't respect you i don't know why you hang out with him he made fun of the bible knowing you're religious and i kind of looked at. i was like i don't know what do you mean what do you mean he doesn't respect me? Like I've never seen him not respect me. And I think that kind of opened up the doors a little bit to where she can start, start feeding a little bit more and more. Cause at 16 puppy love, man. Yeah. And
0: like, you're just super impressionable to anything.
1: Right. First major relationship, everything before that man would last a week. I'm six months in with this girl. I'm like shit in my junior brain. I'm like, this is the one. Yep. I'm going to marry this girl. Spoiler alert. She was not.
0: <laughs> um. I didn't think you were going down that path with this story. That's weird.
1: Yeah. <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> Sarcasm again. Just yeah. jokes. <laughs> oh. Um. So, yeah, she started feeding me more and more. And I didn't take notice to it. was what it was. And I started noticing her parents started treating me differently, which was weird. Okay. Uh, she came from a Hispanic family. Nothing wrong with it at all. Just a lot of Hispanic families tend to be very family-oriented. You went in on this. You basically have to be part of the family type deal. Well, her dad brought me in on the family business. I lost my job at McDonald's. He said, hey, I'll pay you 10 bucks under the table. Go load these skids full of wood. He cut wood down for a living. He was a lumberjack. Mm-hmm. But he had, I forget what they're called, but these metal bins he had to fill all the way up he said ten dollars an hour under the table come over get your work done get to see your woman cool i get paid to do something that's lifting i get to go see my woman i was happy as could be well then he started being more distant he started being more like questionable about me like what are you doing here like just It was just weird I can't remember most I blocked a lot of it out Mm -hmm. After a lot of the shit That happened I blocked a lot of it out I just remember He started getting More suspicious of me I remember Her little sister Started dating another dude That was in my grade Her little sister Was only a year younger So it wasn't anything Like Bad Um, Well me and that dude Got into it And the dude was known For being a hothead Hothead I was known for being A hothead But this dude You would look at him wrong And he would beat The shit out of you I watched him pick a kid up and slam him on the ground because he said something to his girlfriend. Jeez. And didn't stop until the dude's face was busted up. Dude had to go get stitches and everything. Like, this dude was hot. Wow. And all I did was ask him to put their seatbelt on, and he started screaming at me. It was my car. So I was like, what the fuck? So I didn't go anywhere. I might check And check engine light just came on. I don't know what it is. I was still new to cars. Yeah. I didn't know anything. Um, so I was like, man, if it if it just randomly stalls, I don't know what a check engine light means right now. Something's wrong. So I was very put your seatbelt on in case something happens. And they didn't want to do it. Which is which is fine, but I'm not gonna go anywhere. Well, then he started screaming. We almost got into it. <clears throat> and her dad started questioning me like well, why would you even care if he has a seatbelt on? It doesn't pertain to you. Just, like started questioning me. I was like, what do you mean?
0: It's a weird take on seatbelts. Right. But continue. He's Sorry. like, what
1: did you say to Dean to make him that upset? And I was like, the fuck do you mean? Dog, I told him to put on his fucking seatbelt because I don't know if it – I was 16 – no, 17. My last one was 17 because I did some fucked up shit. Dog, I don't know what's going on. I don't know cars that well. I know this car has had some issues. We had to do the hub bearings on it. We had to do tension, which isn't really shit, but we had to do some suspension work. And I was like, I don't know if it has to deal with like that, but it might. I don't know. Put on your seatbelt in case it do, because <laughs> if it goes off the road, at least then you're buckled in, and we're all good, right? But he swore up and down, so did her. So did her mom that I did something to piss this kid off that I was in the wrong. I had to have said something wrong. I was at a loss. This is before cussing became a norm of my speech. So I knew I didn't cuss at him. Right. Right. So that started catching me off guard. Um, she wore my class ring at one point. Kind of like a promise ring I suppose Is what it was I can't yeah. remember this fucking It's a high point.
0: school thing You leave me
1: alone <laughs> <laughs> so, so she wore it And one day Her dad came over and went, Hey Have a seat real quick son I was like I right. And we started talking And he hands it to me And he says I don't think she should Have that anymore And I was like Okay Cool He's like It's a nice ring though Starts looking at it Admiring the ring Yeah I don't think She should have it she's had it for about a year now what the fuck do you mean all of a sudden like shit's changing all right cool whatever well then i started feeling more distant from my parents um my dad was one thing at the time so i wasn't very fond of my dad at that time because he was more tough on me i think and i know why now i get it but that young is just one of those angsty teen like yo man what the fuck like fuck you don't know what you're talking about man i have life figured out. I, I did not <laughs> dad i'm sorry i was dumb it's
0: an age-old story
1: dude <laughs> i'll come back around trust me it'll hit me it'll hit me when he turns 18 i hate you I'm. you do now you do right now yeah Okay, it took me a few years to realize what my dad did and that it was really beneficial. I couldn't thank him enough for what he he did for me my brother. Um, But I started feeling more distant from my parents, which is weird. I was distant from them before. Like, I always stayed in my room type of distant. I never really told them anything. I tell my mom everything now. Mama knows everything. Okay. Okay. But it it was a weird, distant feeling, right? So, we were going to the campground one day, and her and I had broken up for, like, I think a week, maybe two, right? Broken up. I was young. Best way to get over somebody. Do you know the quote? (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't think I do. Oh, (laughs) Um, there's a quote. Best way to get over someone is get under someone. Oh yeah, I do know. That yeah, quote. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's a terrible quote. Don't ever live by that. <laughs> it's so, not a life motto. No, no, it's not. Um, so I may have within those two weeks being hurt, found someone else, just for a night, just for a night. Well, she knew. I don't know how. I do know how. I do trust me. I know how. We'll get to that in a minute. Sorry, mom and dad. You're gonna hate what you're gonna hear. (laughs) Um, she didn't spend the night at my parents' house when they were away. I forget what they were doing, but she spent the night. We didn't do anything. We just watched TV and passed out. I think we drank some of the vodka that I found in a in a grocery cart, dude. There's a full bottle of vodka, brown bag, and everything in a Kroger parking lot in a cart, just sitting it's weird. there. Weird. It's weird. I was 18. I took I took that chance. <laughs> of course he <you> did. <laughs> I looked at and went, "That's a brown bag." And I looked around, ain't no one rushing towards it. I went, it's "Mine now, bitch." And you trusted it. It was Seagrams. <laughs> <laughs> it was cheap. Yeah. I spit out of there. My first thought was, "Oh fuck, there's a cop." Yep. There wasn't. just cheap booze um so we we passed out and i'm still this way to this day if i have if i was on my phone i'll fall asleep and i'll roll over it'll i took my hand underneath my pillow to help support my head well my phone is in that hand i don't bother moving i don't care yeah just more support to me Mm-hmm. And so I was there I rolled over my sleep at some point And she got my phone I don't care I've never cared If one of my same others went through my phone My only stipulation is Fucking tell me Let me be awake Tell me I'll hand it right the fuck over yeah. Don't care Well, she went through She wasn't even looking for anything She deleted every contact that was a female And some males I had Alex in there That was a dude Deleted his number Wow, I didn't know. I didn't even realize it until like two weeks later. That's how often I texted people. She even did it on my Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, everything. It took me two weeks to notice. Okay, I went to go text someone from my class. Name was Jamie. I was like, "Hey, we had homework. I wasn't paying attention. What was it?" Click send. You have to add a phone number for this to be sent. And I was like, "What?" So I go to my contacts. She didn't delete the contacts. She was a sneaky little shit.
0: Oh, that's she even just more
1: sneaky. She just deleted the number. Oh, that
0: is so sneaky.
1: Yeah. What's even worse is that she ended up texting somebody that night off my fucking phone. And this is the shit that, that fucking gets me. Because the only person I texted that was female within the two weeks was someone I walked beside for graduation. And I asked them for the graduation photos they had. Of us walking down to the fucking podium or whatever it is, the stage.
0: Right. Kind of important.
1: Right. I figured my parents might want them for graduation. She's like, yeah, if you come down to the graduation, I'll you just come down to my grad party and I'll give you the photos, this and that. We can bullshit. Cool. I'm only coming for the photos. I don't care for your party. I'm just coming for the photos. As shit as that may sound, I didn't like the person. It was what it was.
0: It's fair enough.
1: Well, she got on there, she saw that. The same night her and I were sleeping next to each other while I was asleep, she started texting her back and forth. Not as her. As me. Netflix and chill, winky face? Yeah, of course. No. Oh, yeah. She screenshotted it. She deleted the conversation. I never found that conversation. I didn't find it until she showed up at my job with that woman. I was still confused. I was like, who the fuck, why? And she sent it to my mom. Sent it to her mom. I don't know if she sent it to my dad. but I know she sent it to her dad. I had no recollection of what the fuck was going on. Nothing. Not a damn fucking clue. She comes in there at my work. When I was working, I worked at Wendy's and Tiffany at that time. She starts causing a fucking scene out in the parking lot, wanting me to come out there and all the other fun jazz. And my coworker goes, hey. And I was like, yeah, your girlfriend's out there. And I went, "Ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> I didn't know she was coming. It's never a good thing when someone shows up unexpectedly. It's just not. And with where her and I were at the time, it was an oh, fuck. Yeah. It was like, what the fuck's going on now? So she starts blowing up my phone when I'm there. She goes, come on you bitch. And I was like, what? being a little bitch and come outside I was like what the fuck dude like, alright so I dipped out the back went to my car she didn't see me I told her I was outside she looked for me <laughs> Wendy's has you park Uh, used to have you park off lot so there's more parking for the customers right right i was parked way back in that fucking lot nope you ain't gonna know where I parked I know better now wasn't wasn't the first time she did some fuck shit not at all. So, I, I came back in. I had them buzz me back in the, the back door. And she's like, where are you? And I went, I'm in the lobby. And I looked over. She came sprinting at that door. So, I went in the closet. I went right in that closet. You sprint at me and I'm not, nope. Nope, 18 years old. Already been abused by this chick. Nope, ain't doing it. At this point, she's already hit me. She's already shoved me. Dude, fights were fucking explosive. Wow. But it's not the worst of the story. That's why I'm just trying to skim through it and get to the worst and hit on key points right now.
0: The key points in the story there's there's a few. I'm not saying not trying to be negative or anything. I'm just like holy shit. Yeah. Like this is real.
1: Right. The hitting and pushing wasn't as prominent key point for the reason of the whole the text messages because those text messages are what she did send to my dad because I remember going on vacation with her she sent them to my dad and shit and I was very confused I was on vacation with her it was after all this shit went down I was like what the fuck so they sent those text messages to my mom and my dad after that whole fiasco at Wendy's Which, by the way, she blew up in the office and my manager said she ever came back. She was kicking her out of the fucking store again because she just wouldn't fucking stop. I was off a break. She helped me from break. I'm sorry, Jackie. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, so she blew up, brought that chick. And I never saw those text messages until that office. She handed me her phone and showed me those text messages. It wasn't like she took her phone and took photo she screenshotted them and then sent them to herself which makes it even worse she deleted the messages and i don't mean just a few that she said the entire thread between me and the chick trying to get the grad pictures then she deleted what she had sent herself not the entire thread just that wow then she sent to my mom and my dad brought that chick to my work and i was all fucking confused i was like what the fuck's going on dude and so she magically forgave me and was like, Oh, no, it's okay, I believe you, it is what it is. After I heard about it from my mom, after I heard about it from my dad, and then I was like, What the fuck is going on, man? So then we went on vacation after graduated. Oh, graduation woohoo type shit. Right. Well, she started having a fucking breakdown. Remember that breakup I told you about? How uh, best way to get over someone is under somebody. Yeah. Okay. Well, that person I worked with was at the person that I did it with worked with me at that time. Nice. I wasn't a good-looking dude, okay? My, my 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 best try was for someone who thought I was funny because they worked with me at the time. <laughs> don't shit where you sleep. <laughs> Just don't. Um So we went and she figured out she knew it was someone from work. She didn't know who. Well, she figured out that it was that chick and then told my parents again. Had my dad absolutely convinced that I was cheating on her. I got a random text from my dad saying, son, I understand it's hard to see gold that's in front of your face when your eyes are clouded with bullshit. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? didn't say that to him if i cussed at my dad at that age he nope i would not be breathing okay (laughs) in my head i was like what the fuck are you talking about i was like okay question mark i was all fucking confused i just rolled with it i didn't know what the fuck's going on i was like okay and i text my mom i forget what my mom said my dad stuck out really big because he's never talked to me in that in, in that light ever so it stuck out a lot my mom hasn't either but it, I don't know why my dad stuck out the most. It just it stuck with me that entire day. That's all I thought about that entire day. I was like, "What the fuck?" Like my mom was trying to mitigate everything. Love my mom. She's the best person to have mitigate shit. She really is. She'll mitigate anything. She'll calm everybody down. But if you piss her off, whole nother story. <laughs> we don't we don't piss my off. But my dad, man, he'll be calm, but still have that angry tone to him, without having the angry tone so it stuck with me man i was like what the fuck's going on and so like when we got back that night we got off the ferry went back to the hotel took a shower as always i played music on my phone and when i got out she was crying on the bed i was all confused very confused there's no reason to be crying what the fuck is going on i was just taking a shower if you missed me that much we're both of age by ourselves. So- if you miss me that much when I'm just in the fucking shower, okay? You don't even have to get in the shower. You just sit on the fucking sink and talk to me, okay? <laughs> like, come on now. My fiance now does that. She'll she'll be bored. So will also be asleep, and she'll just be bored and come in. She'll just sit there on the sink. She'll talk to me. Bored. Miss you. Cool. Be out in a second.
0: <laughs> I'm just taking a shower right 15 minutes you like, that's it
1: you can join we're not gonna do anything you can join and we can bullshit <laughs> that's all we do we just bullshit yeah we'll sit there and talk about what we need to do better as parents shower thoughts man
0: shower thoughts
1: but grown up <laughs> <laughs> um but no it's so like i got out and she was crying i was fucking confused and she's like, You had sex with that chick over at Wendy's. And I was like, This is old. but okay. <laughs> and she was making a big deal out of it. And then it hit me on why my dad would send that shit. I was like, What the fuck? Does he really think? Because that chick from Wendy's was not. No. I don't condone cheating. So when I say that, I don't condone it anyways. She wasn't, she wouldn't be worth it. Not at all. Okay. I watch what I say before I get canceled. So like, like it, it started, it started to make a little bit of sense to me, but still being 18 years old, two year relationship, still, this girl's my ride or die. Yeah. She won't lie to me. She'll never do me wrong. Survey says that was a fucking lie. <laughs> so probably about a week or two later, man, we're going to the campground. And out of nowhere, she breaks down crying in hysterics. No, I don't know. We weren't even talking. We were just listening to music. She breaks down out in hysterics. I'm like, what the fuck's going on, man? Freaking out, not knowing what's going on. She won't tell me. She's... In fucking hysterics. It's very right close to the campground. She's like, it's because you and that one chick from Wendy's, I brought you lunch and I looked her in the eye. And I was like, I mean, I get it. I know, I understand why you're upset. we broke up for two weeks. And instead of trying to get you back, I was pissed off. I get it. But we've been over this. Okay. That probably sound like a shitty person.
0: <laughs> we all deal with things different ways.
1: I deal with, with with a straight face and swallowing my pride and my emotions. That's a way to do it. Yes, sir. Um, so it was what it was. We get to the campground. She runs past my mom. My mom says hi. She didn't even say shit to my mom. Goes in the camper, locks herself in the bathroom, sits on the floor crying. I have to jimmy the little fucking lock. I can't remember what kind of lock it was. I don't think there was one. I think she was just holding it shut. I finally got open. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? W- Pervatum looked down at her on the floor and went, what the fuck are you doing? And she looked up at me and went, oh, you don't fucking care. And I was like, well, I asked. So I care. I'm just really fucking confused. So she started screaming and yelling and all this shit. This is when everything wrapped together. She got up tears dried instantly completely fucking instantly like something in her just went you know those scenes in a movie where like someone's playing all innocent yeah and they're crying and it's like and then they start laughing like oh you should have fucking no, you should have seen your face i had you one of those okay oh, and she your friends were fucking right about you Did just going off man your friends were right. Your parents were right. And I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? I should have left you when I had the chance. I stopped her and went, there's the door. <laughs> At this point, like, because I started to get fed up with it. Because it all started to correlate. It all started to make more sense to me. Right? The moment she said your friends were right, it all snapped together. And I was like, you want to leave so bad? The door is right there. You can call your dad and have him pick you up. I'm not taking you back. If this is how you're gonna act, you tell me you should have left, then leave. Okay, we're not doing this. I'm not gonna stop you from leaving. Just leave. Well no, I'm the only one that, that sees good in you. We're we starting to see what's going on. Oh, we're catching we're catching the flags. We're, we're here. catching all the shit now. Now it's all like, oh, all of this turned turned into one big isolation shit. Yeah. Dude, I shit you not. Like, it was so confusing. I'm sure everyone up to this point was like, are you sure? It sounds, no. I'm 100% sure. She started saying she was the only one that ever saw good in me that, <clears throat> what was it? My dad wished he could beat the fuck out of me until I couldn't walk anymore. That's that, intense. <clears throat> that broke me.
0: That's very and intense. And
1: then she said something about my mom. And it's still true to this day. If you tear my mom from me, I'm no longer grounded here. Yeah. I am no longer mentally grounded. I have no reason to be grounded here. She told me my mom didn't love me. Oh. And she never loved me.
0: Oh, my
1: God. Wrapped up in this chick who I think is the absolute world, I'm. I'm believing her and it fucking broke me but it broke me to the point where I wanted nothing to do with my mom I wanted nothing to do with my dad nothing to do with her nothing to do with life the moment she said my mom did not love me and has never loved me my vision went from color to black and white tunnel vision straight bit of an exaggeration but still my mind went blank and I just wanted to leave completely wanted to fucking leave. So I got up and I'm like, I'm done. You can stay here, figure your shit out with my mom. My mom can take you back, get your fucking car and leave. Or you can call your goddamn dad. I'm done. So I stood up and I went to go walk and she grabbed me hard enough to leave bruises. I had a hand bruise on my left arm for like a week and a half. She grabbed me and threw me back down into the kitchen table and seats. In the camper, they're very stable. I have to yeah. re- reiterate that we're in a camper here time I was like, Oh, you didn't knock over a table. No, they're very stable, weirdly enough. And I was and I was like, Don't touch me. And I got back up and she shoved me back down. I got back up and she shoved me back down. I was like, What the fuck? And then she hit me square in the fucking chest. I was like, Okay. Okay. So I'm 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 scared now. How? Hi, how are you? And so, after that, like I just, just want to go home. I don't care what happens. I'll take you back to your car. I need to decompress. The entire way home, I felt dead. You tore my dad from me. You tore my friends from me. You tore my mom away from me. I was done. Physically, mentally done. <clears throat> well, she was still screaming at me the entire car ride. asked her to stop and stop and stop and stop wasn't in a good headspace i slammed the brakes on my car told she can get the fuck out or shut up because i'm not dealing with it anymore i'm at at my i am at my fucking limit so we get back to my house she's staying in the car spoiler alert um (laughs) she was quiet thank god um I say thank God because a couple days after this, she came over and she wouldn't shut up. I went downstairs and took Benadryl so I'd pass the fuck out and wouldn't have to listen to her. (laughs) I knew her end game at that point and I was over it. But that day when we got back, she went to follow me in the house and I went, no, I don't want you here for all I'm about to do. And she just looked at me. She knew at that point she went too far and pushed me to the brink of no backs. And she went, I'll call the cops. I went, I don't give a fuck. By the time they're here, it's done. So I'll call your mom. Same thing. Call my mom. She'll do 120 here. I'll take her trip down from 30 minutes to 15. She'll still have to clean me up. And she just looked at me. I went, Probably best if you fucking go. So she got in her van. It didn't start. I looked at her and went, hit the starter my dad showed you how to do. Go hit it. She hit it and it turned over and went. So she left and at this, this point in time I had the code of the gun safe. I have it now, but now I'm completely mentally stable. Um, I started looking at the handguns trying to figure out which one they wouldn't miss. Because I didn't want to disappoint my dad one last time. I already disappointed him enough to the point to where in my head, he wanted to beat the shit out of me so bad that every bone in my body was broke. So I don't want to pick the wrong gun that he loves and piss him off one more time. So as I'm starting to look at the guns and I I'm I this point I'm over it, over it. Like I'm ready to just go. Right. Um My mom calls me. My mom has the best intuition, I swear to God. She calls me, she's like, hey, bud, you all right? I went, no, not really. I'm I'm not in the mood. I'm not in a good place. I don't want to talk. And she said, okay, I get that. You guys fought, and I understand that. If you need anything, call me. Just remember that no matter what, I will always love you. That line right there is what saved me. Every fucking time. That right there is the only reason I did not go through with it. I think it took me about a year to really want to warm up to my dad after that too. Because even after that, my dad was like, you sure you didn't cheat? That type of shit. I love my dad. He didn't know to the extent of how bad shit was with me. So I can't be mad at him. Uh, I don't think my mom... My mom didn't know either. My mom didn't know until two three years later because the tattoo that i got on my collarbone the suicide prevention one when i got it she asked me why i got it well the chick i was eating at the time her brother killed herself before i met her so i said it was for that it was a lie but it was a good cover-up i don't want my mom to know i didn't care for her to know and i think it was a few months later is when i told her because i told my therapist about it well we see the same therapist and we have this thing to where like if there's something we think the other one should know because my mom and i are very close hey go talk to nate about xyz ask him about it she won't say exactly what's going on She go ask him about it so that's what happened is she asked me (coughs) and and I, i broke down a little bit and i told her i was like i was i was on the verge of it like if you had you not called me i you guys probably would have cleaned me up off the fucking walls there no question about it and i didn't tell her why i mean i told her why then like once she asked more and more about it i asked i told her eventually she talked about it once then we talked about it a second time she got more information She's smart, man. She knows I won't tell her everything right up front. It took the third time for me to tell her, and by this time everything was done, right? We'll skip forward a few days. I didn't know Abby was coming over. I didn't. Um,
0: who's who's Abby to you?
1: That was the girlfriend I had. Okay. Um, it was what it was. Like they didn't know. I guarantee you, had my mom known, my mom would have told her to kick rocks and piss off. So I can't get mad at my parents. I didn't tell them until years later. So my brother and I were out shooting. We have a backstop of the house. I can't remember what we were shooting, but it, it went boom. That's about it. Pew, 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 and boom, boom, boom. Um, <coughs> so she came out with my brother. At this time, I'm still trying to repair the relationship I have with my brother. So I'm not trying to lead into shit's wrong. So like I'm like, oh, yeah, come here, babe. Like, let me show you how to shoot. Because her and I were both left-handed. So, she's never shot because no one who knows how to shoot in her family was left-handed. So, I was like, "Eh, yeah, I'll show you. It is what it is. And she started bitching. She had a headache. And it was what it was. So, he went up to my room. I was just trying to lay down. She was trying to be quote-unquote cute and trying to make up for the last time she saw me. Trying to reel me back in because she knew I was done. Well, she got on top of me, and she started giving me, like, these little pecks all around. My brother saw it, and he thought we were making out. He didn't think anything of it. He didn't hear me tell her stop. He didn't hear me tell her to get the fuck off me. Nothing. And so, eventually, she's like, you know, I'm going to make it up to you. I want, I'm i not in the mood. I'm not. Even after I said that, she still went down. She unbuttoned my pants, everything. She got it out. It, it's, a, it's a fucking gland okay it's a sensory gland it doesn't matter if you're into it or not male or female female it's going to lubricate itself because it doesn't want to be damaged male it's just going to put more blood there because that's what the gland's telling it to do okay and sure enough she just started going even though i told her no i told her i'm not in the mood i don't want this like it's not okay so as a male we have this privilege if it happens we can fake an orgasm it is what it is women they don't get that men just go until they're done so i faked it told her i was done and rolled over and just sat there i was completely over it and i was done and i think i think that was wasn't the last time i talked to her she called me probably a few days later saying that she was late on her period that she thinks she was pregnant and i was pissed at this point absolutely pissed You just isolated me from my family. Gaslit the fuck out of me. Told me my mom didn't love me. My dad wouldn't put me in the hospital. You hit me. You raped me. And now you're going to tell me that you are pregnant. So I told her, go get a test right now. Piss on the stick. Send me the results. She wouldn't do it. Well, my parents are here. Cool. I don't give a fuck. I'll run you one right now. I'll look your dad in the eye and say... Fuck your daughter we gotta make sure she's not knocked up cause I'm not dealing with this anymore well dad would be I don't give a fuck go get a test and she wouldn't get a test she never got a test the only thing I could think of with that thought process was I tell him I'm knocked up he'll stay and I'll get off my shot and he will knock me up cause for fucking months that's all she wanted was a baby she wanted to reel me in more and more and more yeah so that was the preface story.
0: oh my god i I don't know like I so many emotions over this one that I have not processed before for uh, something like this um it, holy it, fuck,
1: like I told you earlier before the podcast i barely tell people i think there's only a handful of people i don't think my mom knows that yeah so to to do something to go public with it that's courageous yeah that's strong um i because i'm tired of it i'm tired of not having the voice of being able to say as a man i was raped yeah like i said men have the privilege that when if they are being raped they can fake an orgasm roll over right if the woman takes to it, the privilege that women have when it comes to it, they are always believed. Always. They will believe the victim. And it's not a bad thing. It's not. I do believe that they are they need to be tried first. I will believe a victim, though. I'll believe them first before anything. Been there, done that. I'll believe them first. Don't care. Until you have evidence proving that you didn't do it or that she's lying, one of the two. I'll believe I'll believe her before you. But they have the privilege of being believed. Men don't. There's the stigma with men of You're a dude, you should like it. Well if it was me, I would've enjoyed it. Well, why were you hard? And it's all the same argument, just flipped on sex roles. Yep. That's it. That's all it is. You say that to a dude, and dudes say it to dudes, and it's whatever. If I look at a woman and go, why were you wet? though?" whole, I'm canceled. Done. Oh, yeah. Completely done. Yeah. I understand why. It's a bullshit fucking thing to say. I don't care sex, religion, creed, gender. Don't give a fuck. Do not devalue someone's trauma at all. No. Don't care. No. Um,
0: And, like, just on, on her note, it's like. If anyone were ever to ask you, well, what were you wearing? It's wearing jeans. Yeah. It's not like you're wearing some sexy clothes or whatever. Like, whatever people want to say when the rules reversed.
1: Right. I was a big dude. There was no wearing a fucking Speedo or a fucking kilt and having it dangling out there, dude. It was jeans, jeans and a t shirt. I even had a belt on. Yeah. A lot of shit, man.
0: There's a lot. It's a lot to process. And <laughs> I know I'm not processing that anytime soon. That's going to take me a minute.
1: That to... was my local school it's cherry on the top. Yeah. I had so much shit happen before that, but that right there is the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life.
0: And I'm amazed and I'm proud that you shared it here and it's such a it's it's two years of your life that really m- made you who you are and had a substantial impact like this is very i don't know off the beaten path of a normal discussion and you know i'm all for it and if you want to share it let's fucking share it, it. don't let shit control you right right
1: well it it, it sucks and like there's more aftermath that people don't understand with it yeah so like for a dude same thing for a dude everyone's like oh it'll be whatever they'll get over it for women it's they could be in the middle of having sex with someone they love and they freak the fuck out and so they roll off and they, they have now as long as the man's respectful he ends it gets dressed, takes care of his lady and lady friend or whatever friend he has over we don't discriminate here and it is what it is but they can, they'll have those panic episodes while having sex because of the way it happened for me and for how my demeanor is I don't panic I just shut down. I'll shut down. My mind goes blank. I'll let ADHD take over, so I'm not thinking about it. That happened a few times with not only my current, but like a couple of past ones too. Man, like it has nothing to do with them, and I feel bad because at some points they're like, "Are you okay?" And it's just my mind's not with, and I go, "What? Are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. It's okay. I'm good." that's just how I deal with shit don't get me wrong there are times that I freak the fuck out I will freak the fuck out but with super serious shit I shut down and get quiet I let ADHD take over and I just start thinking about other shit constantly until ADHD hyper focuses on that then I freak the fuck out um yeah fun times
0: more sarcasm more more <laughs> sarcasm
1: um, after that though is when I found the fraternity uh, I was still in a very dark area anytime we drank I was drinking to kill myself because I figured if I was going to kill myself at least let me not understand what's going on at least let my body just shut down be some freak accident at college and my mom be better for my mom that way than her having to clean up what was on the wall if i did it that way i think my entire first semester was that and i think um i think it was after pledging this is when i met someone else i was with gabby you probably remember her you might i was gonna say probably you might remember gabby uh because she was prominent around that time when i after i got the word for when you're done initiated initiation there it is yeah um so it was what it was but that kind of helped me turn around a little bit more um she helped me refine god and my faith and all that stuff um and then once i decided to go in the marine corps i had to lose all the weight she left because i was going in the service
0: Oh I thought that was going to go a different direction That you lost weight And she left because of that Like that sounds very backwards But
1: she did get concerned when I started Losing weight that would leave her for someone else Uh okay But it was the I think her dad kind of scared her About me being in the service So she left I understand I do Had I had I not got hurt And sent the fuck home She would have dealt with me being in California coming home and i was a dick when i came home just trust me i get it he straight told her he's not gonna be the same i was not the same i was rough really rough around that just when i came home um went to boot camp got hurt tore my rotator cuff they pulled my medical record because they could have sworn up and down it was nothing mus- muscular They did an x-ray, they didn't see anything, and I was like, well, it's tingling. I had other recruits see my arm turn black. Yeah, it was random. I had one point where I didn't feel my arm. Dude, I thought I didn't have an arm for a minute. I looked down and went, I do have an arm. I would move it, but I wouldn't feel anything. If I touched it, I wouldn't feel anything.
0: So it's, like, even worse than, like, if your arm falls asleep.
1: Yeah, I didn't even have any tingling. It was just nothing. It was, like, after my shoulder, nothing was there. Above having my uh, rotator cuff torn, all my nerves and shit could congeal together, or whatever it's called, stuck together. Yeah. So it was hard to really, I don't know how to describe it. I didn't make it that far. I can't describe it that well. <laughs> I just know a little ball worked a lot of it out. And then my doctor, when I came home, did a lot of shit for it. Um, and by a lot of shit I mean he put cortisone in it and told me to work it out it worked Um, but the doctor's like I don't see anything your x-rays your cartilage is spectacular your bone structure amazing you're good okay well sir I'm going to tell you right now it's not a bone or a cartilage issue I'm going to tell you right now it's a soft tissue issue I can feel it every time I move my fucking arm it's not a bone thing it doesn't feel on my bone it feels on the outside of my shoulder, on the cap. I'm sorry. What school did you go to? Motherfucker. Just do the fucking cat, not the CAT scan, the MRI. CAT scan was after MRI. Well, it's because you went for three weeks out. Okay. Cool. Not what I wanted to hear, but fucking cool. So I kept going back to Bug and Well, Eventually, they're like, You sure you didn't hurt it before here? I was like, Positive. For my medical record, it wasn't hurt. I fucked, I fucked it up beforehand, doing a lot of grappling, but it wasn't torn. I could still move it. So they pulled it, and they found out I had sleep apnea. Don't lie to the government. <laughs> <laughs> or do. If you lie to the government, just shut the fuck up the entire way through. My drill my instructor looked at me and went, you didn't shut the fuck up. It's <laughs> like, no, sir, I did. He goes, no. You didn't shut the fuck up. You signed your rights away. And I was like, that's fair. He goes, that's talking without talking. It is. Yep. Um, so they saw that, sent me home. <clears throat> and when I came home, I struggled a lot with alcohol. I, I say a lot, and some people are going to be like, oh, that's not that bad.
0: Fuck your judgment.
1: <laughs> fuck your judgment. I was drinking three to six bottles of whether it was smearing off and i don't mean the big whisk bottles i mean like six packs and shit like that it started out with like three to help me kind of come down from my depression and then it got gradually more and more got to the point where i i realized i was going through a little bit more than i should have been right and so like i would put it in my car my parents would go to sleep because i lived with my parents i don't want them to see how much alcohol i was bringing in so i'd go out every night or every other night depending on how much i drank the night before pick up the six pack go back in the house I would take out my trash when they weren't home. I had a whole different trash bag just hidden in my closet. My closet at my parents' house was fucking terrible. I had shit everywhere. So I was able to hide a trash bag for just bottles. Like it was nothing. I would take it out when they weren't home. Easy as that. And then I got kind of... I don't know what broke me of it. I know I got fucking tired of it. I started running more. I started coming off the bottle more. And eventually I just phased right out of it. I, I just got tired of it. And I just try to stay away from it. So. That's that.
0: That is that. <laughs> that is that. <laughs> um, holy fuck. <laughs> so let's like take it more to a like, positive direction. So, that was probably some of the most key life-changing points for you, you would say?
1: I bought a camera on accident <laughs> and found out I'm really fucking good at photography. <laughs> yeah?
0: Okay. And So, you did that and then you also, like, during that time, like, going through school and changing your major 500 times. I want to talk <laughs> about it. Okay star photography.
1: do photography. Don't change your major more than once. I'm in 30 grand of debt with nothing to show for it. Just don't do it. If you're going to go to school, go to school and do that. If you have to change it once, change it once and that's it. If you're unsure, do some gen eds at a community college. Try to figure out what you want to do. Experiment with some of those. They're cheaper. You can pay out of pocket for them. Don't go to a university and test shit out. It's the worst thing to do. You will accrue so much debt that way.
0: Especially with how expensive college is these days and how willingly the government will just be like, here's free money.
1: Weirdly enough, actually speaking of how expensive it is, you know what the average is for tuition? What? I, I think it's a year. I don't know if it's semester. It might be. We'll go semester. Semester sounds more believable. So is like all this. colleges across America? Just average in general. Okay. Because I can't say it's like 11 grand and then you go, oh, Harvard's only, no, it's just average.
0: Right. I was wondering. I was curious if it was like college, university, and community college, and like some of those other professional. It, okay. Yeah. No worries. No worries. We'll go just with go with, with like all the average. Okay. Um.
1: Because privates, man. If it was just privates, it'd be steep. It, it would. Yeah. Tiffin itself, man. Just for me to commute, it was like twenty-four grand a year.
0: Yeah, it's dumb.
1: Yeah, and it wasn't. I think it was like what thirty-four to stay on campus.
0: Uh, When I got there, it was about 30. And then by the time I left, it was about 36. And I was only there for four years.
1: Yeah, I was fucking dumb. Yeah. And I wanted to live on campus. My dad told me no, and I was pissed at him for it. Thank you, dad. God, thanks, dad. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, what's,
0: what's the average?
1: About 11 grand.
0: Oh, okay. Sorry. I missed that.
1: No, you're good. Uh, I don't know if it's per semester or per year. I forget at this point. But yeah, it was 11 grand something.
0: That's still a fuckload.
1: Oh, yeah. That's why I say just go to community college. do your gen eds there. Yeah. Make sure they transfer. Most of them will transfer. mm mm-hmm. um, But do your gen eds at a community college. They're cheap as fuck. And they're a lot easier resource-wise. They're usually a lot smaller classes. it's um, my best advice for college. Yeah. Do your gen eds there. If you have to go to university, gen eds first, community college. Transfer that over to university. Usually when you transfer to university... Good transfer scholarship. Get that money. Um. So, yeah, I uh, bought this camera before I went to the Marine Corps because I was going to do skits. So, I didn't accidentally buy it, but I accidentally got into photography. Yeah. I bought it for skits. I was going to do skits with my buddy. And then he backed out after I bought this camera. I paid $250 for it. I wasn't – at that time, that was a lot of money for me. Yeah. Little did I know that was cheap as fuck for photography. Now having a lens that is double that. Easy. Yeah. Um. When I first started doing some of it, like, I was kind of testing the waters. I had one good photo. One. And I rode that photo until I couldn't write it anymore. And then when I got back from boot camp. It was like something just changed. I wasn't that good before I went in. Then I came home, (coughs) went down to one of my hiking spots, went inside an iron furnace, started doing some photos, and it weirdly enough, I don't know what happened. I don't know what changed. I don't know what in my eyesight changed to start seeing the stuff that I see now, but it clicked. It still wasn't that good, but the iron furnace photo is still my favorite photo to this day. The amount of detail that thing has is weirdly cool. So from there, I just started doing more stuff. I got on the abandoned stuff. That's where I found my niche with photography. That's where I found out I'm really good with. It's all the abandoned stuff. Do I have duds? Fuck yeah, I have duds. I'll take 400 photos and only use five. But that's because I'm so fucking picky. If it does not look good to me, I can edit it. And a million people are like, oh yeah, that looks dope. Yeah, well over here should look like this. So it's gone. I'll have someone say, oh yeah, that looks amazing. Why didn't you post it? Because it looks like fucking garbage in this one area to me. So I ain't, if it's not perfect to me, I ain't posting it. And I I don't know what it is, but if it's not, I'll have like I said, I'll take four hundred and delete about half of those because I have my HDR on, so it doubles every photo. Right, brackets it so out of those 200 delete about another half because I'm probably retaking it a million fucking times I'll look down and go oh this was before the new Sony the new Sony has a leveler in it it's great <laughs> i would be like oh man that's crooked by like 45 degrees how the fuck did I mess that up so I'd go back and I'd redo it oh that's a little bit better go back and redo it that's a little better. Go back, redo it. Fuck! I got it. Holy shit! Took four tries. The new Sony man, I just pop that screen out. It let's me see it level on the diagonal and then up and down. It's amazing, <laughs> but it better be for thirteen hundred dollars. Oh yeah. Um, we have to take that out to Hocking Hills, get some photos. Yeah, we do. We can remake that that uh hovering photo with it.
0: Oh yeah, the that hovering tele- photos. That
1: telephoto lens. Yeah. Dude.
0: This shit's difficult. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: really fucking... And we can redo the book on fire too, so I don't have that much grain on it.
0: Oh, the book on fire was one of the coolest things that I have done in photography. Tell you what. Mm-hmm. I love that one. I'll gladly model that again.
1: That's fine. We can, we can redo that one all fucking day, man.
0: That shit was cool.
1: How we can put black contacts in your eyes if you're good with it. Make a little more fucking demonic fire glistening in the black.
0: Yeah, dude, I'm down for whatever kind of fucking crazy shit we can dream up and make it look spooky for spooky season.
1: Oh, yeah. Dude, we get a foggy day. We could do a lot of shit for spooky and eerie. That's my niche, man. I can, we can get something worked for it.
0: Yeah, Yeah, you have a, you have a cool, interesting niche of photography and I, I love it. Like. (laughs) You know, everyone finds their their thing that they love photographing. But I think yours is more unique.
1: Well, I had to find a niche, especially doing all the abandoned stuff, because it's blown up a lot since yeah. COVID hit, because it was just a community. It still is a community. You can still find the smaller communities of people who take it seriously. Like, you've seen it before, how I have the, the map of hundreds of places. It has a Discord chat to it. We can tell everyone of new things. You can give them warnings, heads up. Hey, I'm headed to this place right now. Does anyone buy it? Does anyone know Like, when was the last time you guys were there? Easiest point of entry. Like the new player I talked about earlier. Dude's putting in in all of his things. Point of entry is here, 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 and here. I was able to get into this building, but these buildings are locked. Do not try them. Wow. So can can you just like back
0: up and give like a 10 second summary of what urbex is? Urbex. Urban exploring. Urban exploring. Yes. Perfect. So you're exploring just abandoned shit and yep. taking cool pictures. Yeah. Yep.
1: Like the the water park I took you to, that actually uh urbexer named Big Banks got arrested at a few weeks after you and I were there. Wow. Yeah. Uh owner came up from Florida. Don't know why. She hasn't been up in years. Saw Banks there. Called the cops. Tried to say Banks was stealing. Banks emptied out his pockets. Everything. And someone's going to hear this be like, oh, you know Banks? No. Word travels in the community, man. I was, the, the dude that I rolled with, Jason, Banks go to. Him and, that was, him and Banks were back and forth on everything. Wow. Yeah. So as soon as it happened, Jason was like, yo, don't go there anymore. Like, it's, like, it's not good. She's there. She's putting more stuff down. I was like, cool. Good thing I was already there. <laughs> I got to go back. I got a video and my photo's done.
0: Yeah. So it's it's <clears throat> a little sketchy doing the urbex because you are going on to property <laughs> that's abandoned that most of the time other people own.
1: Professional trespasser. <laughs> a professional in there because we're not dumb about it. You'll see a lot of these people on TikTok who who picked it up and did it. Uh, it's like Maui Sands got hit as soon as COVID started, right? Uh, you know where Maui Sands is? No. Uh, it's by Great Wolf Lodge in Kalahari. Okay. Once those so two up went in, up.
0: That's Sandusky, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: They shut down. Due to bed bugs and roaches. And then they're just going to keep up with Kalahari. Yeah. And uh, Great Wolf Lodge. Because they're all in the same area. I think Great Wolf Lodge is. Um, So they shut down. Well, these kids found it. Went in, started doing a bunch of shit. They put it on TikTok. It got over 10 million views. Got back to the owners. There's five cameras posted up just on the front wall now. I know how to get in. I ain't dumb enough to. He leaves one alarm going constantly to make people think they tripped an alarm.
0: Oh, that's got to be annoying.
1: Yeah, you don't hear it until you get into a certain part of the building. So you think you tripped it.
0: Oh, okay. I thought when you said it, I thought it was just like an alarm at yep. the place that you can hear outside if you just like drive by it.
1: Yep. And for the longest time... I don't know if he still does left one door open unlocked just to entice people because he was tired of unlocking the fucking doors. <laughs> he was tired of unlocking the front doors. So he <laughs> left another door unlocked. And what helped him with this is that people go in there. There's one way out. You post the cop up of that fucking door, send a couple more to go get the other kids. Guess what? You're not getting out. Because those cops are gonna lock that fucking door, so then you gotta break that the glass door in the front, which has two cameras pointed right at it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's r- super risky because of TikTok. The one thing that's gonna yeah. kill the community with these bigger spots that a lot of people wanted to hit is TikTok.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Facebook did it too. The Lima TV Hospital. Granted, there's nothing there is beat. And by beat, just means it's ran ragged. It's not worth it. Don't go there. It's beat. Okay? Beat the fuck out of it. The school that I always go to uh, in Marion, mm-hmm. which, by the way, is being demoed this year. My favorite place is getting demos. And I have to go back and do a video video on it and send my goodbyes and my last photos. Uh, it started blowing up, too. Fires in it here and there in the gymnasium. Everything at the tv hospital some some girl one of their other friends took photos gave the address on facebook 500,000 shares they went from because i called the cops not on them i just wanted to go in but i don't want to get arrested
0: yeah so so what (laughs) you're saying is you're this isn't completely illegal no there are just there's ways to go about it the right
1: way right if it's in a city i like to go about it the right way if it is in a city because you have much more chances of a cop rolling up on you right then the one i took you on that's out in the fucking boonies less chance you still have to be careful because those houses up there on the hill yeah but when you're in town man try to get permission first if it's a hot spot, try to get permission first. I guarantee you, if I called the owner of Maui Sands, was like, "Hey, dude, look, I want to do—I want to do a video on Maui Sands, abandoned video on do photography. You can follow me around all you want. I guarantee you, if I signed a waiver. He'd be down. If I showed him my channel, showed him my photography, he's down." And that's the thing. When you say that to someone like, oh, I want to just do this and this, take photos. You are going to up your chances if that's actually what you're doing and you have proof for it. And that's the issue. Everyone's getting into the community now. No one's doing it for photography as much. And they're doing it to do it, which is fine. Do it to your heart's content, man. But if you tell them, hey, I do it for photography or videography... You know what's gonna up your chances of getting in is if you actually do it. Take one photo every time you go somewhere. If you're respectful to the place, tell them that. Like, look, I don't want to damage anything. I want to these many places, scroll through your Instagram. They'll probably let you in. Make sure you're telling them like you can even follow me. A lot of places will give you permission so long as it's not a hazard hazard. Lima TV Hospital. Complete hazard. I asked the police, like, look, y'all can even escort me through it. That's fine. I have no problem with the police escorting me. It's a liability because it's crumbling so bad. The only reason I'm still standing is because it's a architectural monument. I don't know, whatever, because it it's so the old. Historic,
0: historical building. That, yeah. Landmark or something, yeah. yeah.
1: Just like uh, not Waverly. Waverly's in Kentucky. I went to Waverly. That was a bitch and a half. What's that? Sanatorium. They turned it. It used to be abandoned, and then some chick bought it and she turned it into a huge attraction. Supposed to be one of the most haunted sanatoriums in the US. I went there on a whim uh, with my ex. I looked at her when I went, You want to go to Kentucky? She went for what? I went, that sanatorium we saw on BuzzFeed. I want to go. She goes, <laughs> after my exam. I'm like, after your exam, we're going down to Kentucky. We did. We were told it was open 24-7 to the public. Like, they had people there. It wasn't. It was $1,200 for a self-guided private tour. Damn. And this chick makes fucking bank off of it. To me, when I heard that, I was like, man, that's fucking stupid. Like, I get it, but $1,200 for a self-guided tour? I mean, that's one person just wanting to make a video, man. That's yeah. a steep price for a video. And I don't make money off of my shit. I'm not paying it. Right. That's why a lot of my times I professionally trespass. <laughs> I ain't paying money to go get something filmed and photographed if I ain't going to make money off of it. This is what it is. But, yeah, a lot of them you can get permission for if you find the owner. It's great. Best way to do it is by getting permission. Yeah. Then you can't get a trespassing charge. It's only $250. It's not that bad. But the second one, you go to court a lot. <laughs> it's, I don't know from personal experience, but I have a few friends right now going through it. Uh, and he could be facing jail time now. That's
0: a rough spot to be in.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Um, it
1: was that dude that I told you had his tick? Did I tell you about it? What was it? The um, place over here with all the condos and stuff that I went to
0: uh how I he edited me out of the video uh i don't think so
1: uh well the dude i was running around with that i went to denver with and came back yeah okay well he's the one that took me there took me to that spot he got arrested because he was standing out in the open trying to fly his drone in an open fucking spot in a in a fenced off community next to a busy street
0: sounds like a smart move More yeah. sarcasm
1: yeah more sarcasm. <laughs> and so he got put into cuffs, went to his first court hearing, dressed as a second offense, won't be getting off just a fee.
0: Yep. Jeez. I, I this just sounds so extreme. Like, yeah, you know, we saw the one place one time that one time and I thought it was pretty cool, but I'm like
2: oh, it's man, cool. But doesn't you not sound
1: have, like fun. Right. And it doesn't. I don't mean to cut you off. No, you're fine. Um, That's why I'm very slow on getting my places. I do a lot of reconnaissance on them. Yeah. I want to see when the last time, because there's a bunch of websites. I have one I'll go on and see if it's on there, and there's logs of when someone went there. You go know, to another one, someone else logs it there. Like, there's one on that map. People will log it on that map that I have. Mm-hmm. There's one that says, beware of squid billies with guns. Because there's dudes out there. It's not their property, but they go out with shotguns and they'll shoot you. Jeez. Right. So the best thing about that map, a lot of people on there will know that area. And they'll know whether or not you can go on there and be okay. Yeah. It's, and it's amazing. But a lot of the new people coming on, they don't have that luxury because the community will safeguard all these locations because it picked up so much steam. And they don't want it getting out and then getting ruined. The very tight knit community.
0: Yeah. That's a problem with these hobbies that like are super tight knit. And then, you know, someone gets word of it and then they blow it up on social media and everyone's like, Oh, that's so cool. And then they start doing it and they don't know shit about it. And then they're going to get hurt. They're going to get fined. The cops are going to find them like whatever. Don't ruin it.
1: <laughs> right. There's a group I'm a part of on Facebook. It's the Hidden and Strange in Ohio or whatever like that. It's something with those words in it may have been rearranged. The number one rule for that group is locations cannot be posted. If you ask for locations, you'll be banned. If you post it, you'll be banned. Because so many people take it and run and then share it everywhere, and it ruins the spot.
0: I think the, like, the same logic applies to, like, all these cool, exciting, like, places to adventure through, like, national parks and state parks and forests and, like, all these hikes and, like, you know, TikTok again and, like, Instagram. They all blow it up because everyone wants to have this glorious life on social media. And now we're just sitting here like, well, that's fucking ruined because people don't care. And they just want to go and see it and like take a video on their phone that they were there. And it's like this is like nature. Like Urbex is a little more is a little different than like what I'm saying, but still, it all gets run down, it gets dilapidated, and people just ruin it.
1: Oh no, I get it. Anytime anything's super overhyped. And like you said, they everyone sees that luxurious, want to live that quote-unquote luxurious life. Right. Or they want to live that adventurous life. What they don't understand is that some of us do it because it's therapy. Some of us do it because we absolutely love doing it. Yeah. Like for me, urbex, if it wasn't for the job I have now, I would be doing it more full-time. I had a lot of places lined up before this job. Because I love doing what I do with it, yeah. And then, like with hiking, I was the same way. Then, you you still hike, yeah. And I'm sure it's therapeutic, you, yeah. I'm sure you have your favorite trails that probably got fucking ruined mm-hmm. because someone posted about it. That high school I go to is my number one cl- head clear, and now it's being demolished because too many people went there. Too many people started fires in there. Handrails are ripped off the fucking walls. Spray paint's all over I don't mind the spray paint Spray paint's whatever I'm not gonna say Not spray paint However If it's a really old building And no spray paint's on it Leave it the fuck alone If it's already spray paint Cool Yeah But if it's If it's a clean building Just don't beat it Cause that's part of it Being called beat Is the Is the spray paint mm-hmm. And then it ruins us For other people Cause if you're spray painting it You're telling other people Right That's the, That's usually The chain reaction Of what happens is if you're spray painting it, you're telling more people. I That school, I got out one day from doing a photo shoot with one of my friends. We saw four kids get out of a car. Two two guys, two girls. I could already tell that the guys were just trying to impress those girls. You looked at them, they're like, oh, yeah, they're preppy. You see those two, they're those scene kids.
2: <laughs>
1: Dude, you're, in my head I was like, go Little Rockstar, but shit, this is not the place to take preppy people. Um, he's pre his Snapchat on there. All Genius. over. He's in the Marines now. I added it on Snapchat because I was curious. <laughs> I
0: was like, what?
1: I was like, does he do this all over? Or is it just this one spot? Lo and behold, the kid was getting ready to ship out. So let's say high school, they were fucking graduated. But to me, they're still high schoolers because they're fucking young. Dude. Wow. And I, I remember them looking at me like, do you do senior photos? And I went, uh-uh. Oh. Well, my sister's graduating next year. That's I'm not doing senior photos. Not here. I do eerie shit here. She's like, oh, okay. Bye. Dude, the weirdest encounters you'll have in urbex when random people are there, one, you either get stabbed, shot, Hopefully not. mugged. There's some people in that group that dude was in a church with a group of his people. Had to hit the fucking deck because someone came by shooting at the church. What? hmm He's had another homeless dude hold him at fucking knife point and trying to mug him. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It's not. That's why I said I'm very picky about where I go. That's why it's like, oh, hey, if I'm going in the city, I'm going to try to get permission. That way they know what I'm doing. If I die. Someone knows where the fuck I am. Right. But like, yeah, that's why I don't do city stuff, and that's that's Urbex. I did a little bit of Urbex, which is like in in the city, because it's Urban Explorer. Yeah. Urban's in the city, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I always gonna mixed up, man. My brain don't work all the time. But like it was Urbex and that and that kid I added did some Urbex. It was fucking wild. He still got into some smaller shit in his hometown. I don't know where the fuck he's from. I just remember posting abandoned shit. And I was like, all right. right, that, That's why I always take the chance of adding the Snapchats, man. Because you never fucking know. Someone else could do it, and you'd be like, shit, I can get a spot. <laughs> hey, where is that? And they're like, I don't know. You're like, oh, well, here's this spot I think you might like. And then they're like, oh, here's this spot. I think you might like it too. Nice. Yeah, that's how the community is, man. Once you get in it with someone, like, it works.
0: (laughs) Leave it how you found it.
1: Oh, yeah. Golden rule if you're in the actual community. If you do it with the community and you do it for the artistic view, which is what a lot of the community does it for. Leave it how you found it. Don't steal. Don't break stuff. Just leave it how you found it. Go and look. Take the photos. Take the video. You can pick stuff up and look at it, sure. The best person I can say to, to look and see is not Sam and Colby. I will never recommend Sam and Colby. Exploring with Josh. This dude is the oldest YouTuber to be doing it. The best YouTuber to be doing it. <clears throat> He's been doing it for about 10 years. He's made a living off this. He has seen more places in the world than anyone else has to have dude has been to Hiroshima not Hiroshima god damn it I'm thinking nuclear places The first thing that comes to <laughs> mind is the US unleashing the Sun um, Chernobyl Chernobyl he's been there he went to Japan the place in Japan after the tsunami yeah uh, and the reactors melted down he went there as they're just starting to be okay to be there yeah because um, fun fact If it's up in the air and doesn't make contact, it dissipates more. More quickly. That's why Hiroshima and Nagasaki, they were able to rebuild quicker Mm -hmm. than what they were with Chernobyl. Okay. Since Chernobyl is a big fucking meltdown. Right. It's fucked. Plus, the reactor's still leaking. I don't know if it is anymore, but I say it is leaking. I have no idea if it still is. Yeah, they
0: just put a crazy shield on it recently, uh, actually. Um... They make these massive lead, steel, Mm -hmm. iron mixture structures that shields it. And it's like, all right, it's good for 100 years. You're like, what? (laughs) You mean that's going to leak radiation for 100 years?
1: Well, apparently it's getting so so much better. Like, we didn't even need that, apparently. Like, they could have started putting more people there to live in 2030. Really? I think that was the estimation, yeah. But, yeah, wow. when – I think it's all – when the A-bombs went off, it was different because they detonated in the air versus the melt the reactor meltdown detonating right fucking there. Yeah. Even though it didn't detonate, it just leaked radiation. The meltdown was even fucking worse because of it. So much more radiation coming out of the reactor leaking into the ground. Right. I can't remember – Japan's thing but it wasn't as severe as Chernobyl
0: you don't know a whole lot about it I do know that I watched the Chernobyl series oh god (laughs) on HBO a few years ago Uh,
1: (laughs) I rented it last year did you watch it? some of it I fell asleep
0: Oh, it is a little boring but like it's pretty cool it's pretty informational but like I don't remember a whole lot I'd have to watch it again. But I think it would be sick to do, like, exploring at Chernobyl.
1: Oh, they have it. They have tours.
0: I think it would be cool to do, like, the photography thing, mm-hmm. like, exploring what Josh does.
1: Um, I was supposed to go with that one dude. Yeah. Because um, he was supposed to go in December. Like, late December. He had plane tickets, tours booked, everything. And then he wrecked his other car and... Lost the money. So, yeah. Fun facts. Um, But I had a chance to go with him. He had plane tickets on standby, ready to go. I just had to get a passport and go. I didn't trust him that much. I barely trust him to go to Denver and look how that turned out. That was a wild ride. I don't want to talk about it. I felt bad for ditching him. But when you almost run me off fucking Red Rock five times. Because you won't let me drive and you're stoned out of your goddamn gourd. Going home.
0: Yeah, that's, I don't feel safe. That's not safe at all.
1: No. It's like, it's nothing against the dude. I get it. If you want to smoke, that's fine. I get it. Nothing against the dude for smoking. But when you smoke literally from the time we get in the fucking car, I can't even give you time to stop because he didn't fucking stop. That dude rolled blunt. After blunt, after blunt, after blunt, after blunt, dude went through a quarter of a pound in nineteen hours.
0: Holy shit!
1: And then bought more when we got to Colorado. Of course, we got. I think it was from Cookies or whatever. Yeah, the really, really like bougie fucking pot store. <laughs> That's how he explains it. He was like, if you go back to Ohio, tell me you went to Cookies. I was like, okay, doesn't mean shit to me. <laughs> um, I didn't get anything I don't smoke federal job does not allow it yeah <clears throat> Um. so he got that stuff and that shit hit him hard he smoked $200 in 5 hours that's a lot of weed dude I don't mean to sound impressed but I'm kind of impressed that's a lot of fucking <laughs> pot a lot of pot and kind of playing with my life but that's a lot of fucking pot man yeah holy shit <laughs> but
0: you guys were out there to explore like some urbex stuff urbex right?
1: and then he wanted to go see mgk had an extra ticket and i was gonna go see him with him i'm not a fan of mgk yeah um dude's kind of a pedophile i know yep. you saw my comments on the watts thing
0: I saw i I yep, I'm not going there, we're no, not going no,'m not no, we're going not. there,
1: um, so I don't like the dude for that reason, And because I don't think he makes that good of music. Crucify me if you will, I think his new album was good for a punk album, especially in today's day and age of punk, I think it was good, especially for being punk pop, yeah, you're looking at me because you're an alt person. <laughs>
0: I'm looking at you because I don't respect MGK.
1: <laughs> I don't either, but I really like the new album. That's fine. Um, just please don't gate gatekeep alt music, please. <laughs>
0: I'm not gatekeeping <laughs> anything. Okay. I'm actually more interested in the Urbex
1: That's uh, fine. <laughs>
0: exploration um, thing that you're doing.
1: But yeah, we had sites right behind, not right behind, like mm, two hours west yeah of red rock so not that bad it was just through the mountains we had stuff there we had a his he did it his friend quote unquote had a government abandoned government missile silo site that you needed to torch it into because they welded it shut it sounds like they don't want people going there it sounds like my type of party <laughs> I like chaos camp I know. Um, If it rains chaos, I'm happy. (laughs) Um, We had a morgue to go visit, a hospital with power, which has been on my bucket list forever to do a hospital with power, funeral home. It's not weird. It's not. You find a lot of shit in funeral homes. You can find all their utensils all their embalming fluids if they still use it ever you can find everything dude it's wild
0: it's like people just one day stopped coming in yeah one day they were there one day and they were gone the next
1: like how you saw at the water park a lot of shit left there there's a lot more stuff left in place in a lot of places you can go to hospitals and still find blood samples kept in the little trays as if they were meant to do something, some testing with them within the next hours, and then poof, gone. That's wild. Yeah. That's why I love doing it, dude. Yeah. I like the risk. I like chaos. So I'm kinda, it kind of <laughs> goes with it, man. Um, but I also like seeing, one, Mother Nature take back over. It's a, it's a form of art that's free. For sure. You get to see Mother Nature reclaim her land that we fucked up. Okay, it it's fucking beautiful, and then you also get to see how weird and eerie it is. Cause you do, did you get an eerie feeling when you went to the water park, seeing all that shit left?
0: Man, I'm like scared of the dark. So
1: <laughs> eerie, not Ooga Booga jump out and stab you, and Boogeyman you underneath your bed.
0: <laughs> I've seen too many scary movies to not be paranoid.
1: <laughs> that that's very fair.
0: Um, so yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I got a very eerie feeling.
1: But like that one, the water park was even more weird because like even the slides were in good condition. Like they had just shut down a week ago and they're going to reopen yeah. soon. Like it was weird. Other than all the overgrow, it was literally like they could just reopen the next day. All the arcade machines were there. Their beach chairs were there. The price signs were there. Soda machine, deep fryers, grills, everything, you name it. Even the security system for the cameras, was it powered on? No. But all the wiring was still there. A lot of the docks were still there. They just didn't have the tower. Yeah. It was wild because one building had an alarm on it still. That building we couldn't get into in the very front? Mm-hmm. Armed. Did you know that when we went there? Nope. No? Nope. It's the good thing I didn't try getting in, getting in.
0: No kidding. Yeah.
1: Well, no, we would just ran back to the car and dipped. But. <laughs> Someone probably would have got our license plate.
0: Um. <laughs> anyway, Urbex, sweet artistic expression. Um, is there any other artistic expressions that you enjoy? Any other, like, creative muscles that you've found that, um, you really enjoy
1: like building stuff
0: building stuff
1: yeah i like fixing stuff more than building Mm -hmm. especially anything with an engine i don't have to build an engine i they haven't built an engine i've worked on the top end of an engine and replaced the top end but making something work again kind of is an art form when you start getting more internal because you can't just go in and get a drill and zip it down and it's good to go you have certain torque specs engineering because it's engineering i see it as an art form to work on a car for the most part To you get to and shit stuck and you have to make it liquid so i like that to, to some people are gonna go it's not really artistic and it's en- the engineering side of it is to me
0: yeah you're building something right you're how, fixing something at
1: how everything is timed perfectly Love seeing it, seeing all the small pieces and how they work together. Love it. it's an artwork. It really is. It's artwork to see. Um, cooking is another another form of art to me that I fucking enjoy. I just bought a Fallout Four cookbook.
0: Like the video game? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's sick.
1: That way I can make some of those and kind of try them. Um, the first one I'm doing is the all the Nuka Colas that they have in there.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Yeah, they don't. They have you make the syrup and then you get uh, club soda. Yeah, and then you mix them.
0: Interesting. Yes, you have to let me know how it is.
1: I will. I don't know if I'm gonna <laughs> like it because there's cinnamon in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you figure it out.
1: Mm, maybe. <laughs> um, I did video creation, like gaming content creation, at one point. Mm-hmm. Some people think it's hard. Some people think it's just me screaming at boxes on the screen. <laughs> um, but I brought entertainment to people. So yep. it's sort of art um a little bit of following. I had people that were religiously on that stream on my videos love seeing it, always hyped me up was always I had some people who would one person in her particular, her dad was mean to her she was I streamed Minecraft, so I had a much more younger audience and so seeing that I don't know their age. I don't care to know their age. I'm not
0: it's just names in a chat, yep and you're there playing video games
1: yeah I'm there playing a game you want to chat I'm here to chat put it in the chat I don't know you until you tell me shit about you right and so eventually it got to the point where like on my stream. she was like hey I don't know if I can stay long my dad's being mean he beat me earlier today and I was like oh shit she's like I'm not supposed to be on my tablet but I saw you are streaming and it always makes me feel better and I was like Okay, that was the turning point in me going, oh, (laughs) so this is what it feels like to be a content creator, that people enjoy your shit so much yeah, that they would risk, as a kid or teen or whatever the fuck shit was, I would risk another beating to go watch this entertainer because they bring a smile on my face. I had another dude who who was in college. This dude had a whole-ass talk with me one night. I was streaming... What is it? Not layers of fear. Outlast. Outlast 2. He joined my stream one night. Had a few, I think 20, 30 people in there was what it was. Some people were talking. This dude gets in there and goes, what are your ideas on this and this and this and this? I was like, "Eh, I don't know. It is what it is. Because I I was very open on my stream. You could ask me a question. I'll tell you my honest opinion. I didn't care. I didn't care enough to be canceled. I didn't make money. You want to know how I feel? This is how I feel. Is what it is. He's actually who introduced me to Tom McDonald.
0: (laughs) He's an interesting character.
1: He's like, I think you'll like it. And I did. Yeah. I did. And my next stream goes, you look him up? I went, yeah. And he goes, so? And I went, liked him. Dude was going to school for gaming development. Told me my videos and my streams were a great relief in between homework and everything else. And anytime he could make it, he would.
0: Man, that is so cool.
1: Mm. I had sorry, I had one ride or die. She watched me for three or four years. Name's Ashley. Only reason I know her name is because three or four years of one single person that was constantly in there from day one. They kind of hype you up a fuck ton, right? And they kind of get to know you. Um, I had a contest because I hit. 300 subs and I was was excited for it and she won the contest it was these little Funko Pops I didn't think anything of it and I signed them she was so ecstatic to get those she sent me a DM on Twitter when they got to her house and like on the box from a lot of my streams I remember a lot of shit because I did Among Us I streamed Among Us I was like look I was streaming it is what it is but don't watch my screen. And the first thing I get in there is actually going scouts honor and did the peace sign. And so on the bottom of the box, I wrote scouts honor and drew the little fucking peace sign.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. And when she's, and when she sent me the photo, she goes, I'm keeping the box. That's too good. I'm keeping the box. It, it's a feeling that I'll, it, it just feels good to have people who actually look and go, this dude's so fucking cool to me. I'm going to keep something that he just wrote something on and signed. I could have gone and got this at target but i wanted him to sign it i wanted i'm keeping the box that he wrote on because he wrote something on there i thought was fucking hilarious from the stream is a good memento weird weird fucking feeling
0: it is a weird feeling um yeah. i can kind of relate uh, like because of the podcast that is it dropped, because
1: i'm fangirling that i'm here right now
0: no <laughs> i didn't think you were fangirling <laughs> at all um i thought it was really cool i dropped my first episode uh you know financial advisor and uh i shared it with everyone because you know i want i want people to listen to it i want people to understand what you know someone's saying right listen more than you speak right and um you know, it's, it's, a, it's a commitment, right? These are like two hours. And, um, one, so one person messages me back and we're not, you know, super close. And, uh, they message me and they're like, that what that person said was extremely powerful. It made a big impact on the way that I think. And I was like, wow, <laughs> now I'm on the receiving end of that. Because I was, to relate, I was on like the giving end where I listen to podcasts and I listen to smarter people than me, way smarter people than me uh, listen to them talking about their professions and experiences that they've had and like things that they've learned. And I'm like, you know, I'm so thankful for that experience, that knowledge and understanding. And then someone tells me what I've been feeling for a while. And I'm like, Oh shit.
1: Gives you that, uh, feeling of serotonin. Like you're on top of the fucking world for a minute, right?
0: It is a crazy boost of serotonin, man. <laughs> So cool.
1: Right. Dude. Try, I get it. And you're gonna get a lot of that, man. Especially with the podcast, how you're going with them, man. You're gonna get a lot of that. Well, the thanks. more you reach, the more you're gonna get of that, man.
0: I hope to reach a big audience. I really do. Um and I've only got a few episodes here. Uh but the reach so far is pretty solid and I hope to grow
1: it. Well, when you finally sit down with Gary Vee, it'll reach even more, trust me. <laughs>
0: i told i told nate earlier speaking to whoever's listening that uh gary v is my dream guest to have sit in that seat where nate is sitting and just have a two-hour conversation with him and just
1: if you wanted two hours of fangirling it's not not to call you out man (laughs) i would do the same thing but like that'd be two hours of tell me everything Oh, I'm going to yeah. say with a big smile and just take it all and tell me everything. Yeah.
0: I'd be like talk and don't stop. Right. <laughs> I'll tell you when to stop. <laughs> but yeah, enough about um me and podcast stuff. This is about you. Um I'm more interested <laughs> in what you have to say right now. Um You good? Yeah. Is right. uh do you want to talk about you have like a real cool professional life? Do you want to go into that?
1: if you knew how we talked to each other at this profession you wouldn't seem very professional
0: <laughs> that's that's fair but it's an interesting job that um, or career that most people probably don't even know or are even aware of that still exists
1: right uh, so I'm a train conductor and before anyone goes oh you drive trains no we don't <laughs> We do we do everything but drive the damn trains. You run
0: the subway in New York City?
1: No, <laughs> I'm not a general manager here, man. I'm not a 16 year old making a sandwich. I know what you're talking about. I'm just being a dickhead. We mean be. Um, so basically, like a train conductor, their their uh their main duties is to when you get to the terminal, your home terminal or the way terminal, whichever one you're having a train for. Um, you print out your. Daily bulletins, which what that'll give you, your daily bulletins for foreign lines, dispatcher bulletin for my line. Um, it'll tell you if there's a work order in place from this section of track to this section of track. You have to let your engineer know. You have to stop. Hey, so-and-so, am I good to go? And it'll tell you you have to repeat everything back to him word for word. You have to go over a safety safety briefing every single job. You go through your bulletin, do this and this, go over it with your engineer, make sure that they know what they're looking at and that they saw the same thing. And then you're looking at what's called a tonnage graph, which is, it tells you, hey, this car's loaded to this much tons, this car's loaded to this much tons. And when you're looking at it, you're going down vertically. Turn it horizontally, it makes a bar graph. That's why they call it a tonograph. You can see where all where your heaviest cars are and where they are all that shit. And you have to make sure you don't have any hazmat cars loaded within three or five cars. I think it depends on the hazmat. hundred percent. I do five. If it's if it's within five, I, I I move it. Um. And then if it's empty, you have to have one buffer car because it's just residue but it's still residue. Um, right. And then after all that, we get on the train. If it's tied down, we go untie the handbrakes, all the other fun jazz, do a brake test if it needs it. Usually if it's put together, we're not doing a brake test other than a set and release, which is a class three. Um, and then we'll take it to our destination. On the way to the destination, you have 12 signals, which it is what it is call over the radio look at your engineer hey you have a clear at this signal and they had to say something back they probably saw it but you're making sure they're not asleep or watching tiktok you <laughs> laugh it happened this dude facetimed his, his girlfriend that's in Taiwan the entire trip because we didn't have a camera those locomotives have cameras in them 90% of them do at least right to catch you and fire you <laughs> Railroad is great at one thing and that's firing people. They'll hire you from day one just to fire you.
0: It's a interesting take on work
1: culture. It's freaking wild, man. I, I d- my brother works for the railroad. My dad works for the railroad. They'll attest to it. You have to be perfect. Yeah. If you're not, you, you're screwed. Um, but it, it's interesting because, like, once you get to the yard, it is what it is. You'll get up, and the yard master will tell you, Hey, I want you to go up this track, come out with your head 50, shove back into this track, come out with just your head unit, tie back on, go over to this track, double over onto this, which is just picking up, making a double over, pick it up, tie back on to this set. That way, this block is here. You have Selkirk on the back, and then you have Buffalo on the front. That type of deal, and then go pick up another engine for a DP, and then you're good. They might have you pick up another block. That type of stuff. They'll make you build a train, or they'll make you yard it. Yard it means you're taking it apart. It dies there. Um, the lingo's weird. It it took my my fiance a minute to get used to it. We die very easily going to Chicago. Everyone is like. Oh, you die. We hit 12 hours. If you hit 12 hours, you die. Meaning you can't do anything. You sit on that train. You cannot sleep. You can't do shit. You can't tie a handbrake. You set the brakes and sit and wait for a recruit. You, you, you're you dead. Your train went dead. You died. Yeah. So, if you ever get a text from me, and I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know. What are you doing? Dead. <laughs> I'm probably dead on a train you're not supposed to have your phone but if you're at a complete stop and everyone has deemed it as safe to be on your phone you're allowed to be on your phone fun fact of the day it took me forever to get used to that I'm like like a kid in class like looking Pulling at the camera I'm like yeah. can I even I went you know what no one's everyone's on it. I don't care I get on fucking Facebook but yeah we had a dude that get on that got on TikTok my first run to uh, Chicago dude I know I have ADHD, and I know mine's bad, but oh, my God. I don't know if that dude knew he had it or not. He <laughs> had to have. I swear to God. That dude would watch TikTok, and he wasn't on it, he was singing all the different songs.
0: <clears throat> I'd lose my mind.
1: <laughs> dude, he picked us up. We were building a train. It's so like you have your lingo. You don't tell him go ahead and do something. You tell them, go ahead, they're going forward. They don't care. They hear go ahead and they're like, nope, oh, going ahead. <laughs> Gone. <clears throat> I told him, hey, you're good. We're up and riding on cars. Go ahead and shove back, whatever. Dude was going half a mile an hour. Shoving back while we're up and riding is supposed to be so it's faster. This dude not only went half mile an hour, he would also slow down and then jump it up a notch and slam the cars back. My trainer looked at me, were well, you good? And as soon as I went, yeah, they slam back. I went, yeah, fuck. <laughs> and he went, Okay. That's the thing. And I went, I'm still not used to this. Cause I'm not I'm not used to it. Some engineers are really good, they'll shove back with air. Air meaning they have some of the brakes applied. So they won't chatter you around. Other engineers, they don't care. They're not the one writing it. They don't give a shit. So just put it in notch one and let it go. If you get jostled around, you get jostled around. We have one that's notorious for slamming into notch four, and all you hear is like dominoes clicking. If your dominoes clicking, just get off. I don't care if you have to jump off. If you have, if you can dismount, dismount. But if you have to jump off, jump off. The president of the local union had this dude who shoved it into fourth notch, and all I hear was. Tick 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 tick, and it got super loud halfway through the train. So he knew. He jumped, and it still jerked him back, and it bruised his entire body from it. Not his entire body, but like his arms and his shoulders and stuff, where it really, really hit and put a strain on him. Yeah, yeah, it was wild. Like he's still going to the doctor for it, because <coughs> he didn't let go all the way. He was still his body was still up against the ladder when it hit. He he his feet went out. But his upper body was so up, so it hit his upper body and then he yanked him back. Yep.
0: That sounds so painful.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: By the way, if you ever thought trains were loud, they're not. It's very quiet. Believe it or not, they are quiet.
0: I thought they were loud for sure.
1: <clears throat> In yards, they're quiet. Brakes released, they're barely going. Say, five miles an hour. You're know, oh, five miles an hour. is not bad. That's if it's a full consist. We'll we'll say 40, 40 loaded cars. That's eight thousand ton. Silent five miles an hour. You're not you're not stopping that.
0: It's, no,
1: it's, it's it's stopping you. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's just hurting you bad. And I learned And the only reason why I say they're quiet. Dude, my first day out in, in in the Cleveland yard, it was dark. I didn't hear that motherfucker. I turned around and it just went, <laughs> and I went, oh, fuck. There's a, there's a whole ass block. They didn't kick 40 cars, and they kicked four. And it just quietly went through, and I was like, I didn't know we were kicking cars. What the fuck? They're on a whole nother channel on the radio. Here's another term: humping cars. It's
0: an interesting term.
1: Yeah. So if you ever see a train, train car that says "Do not hump car," <laughs> I was waiting for it. <laughs> I'm too much of a child. I'm sorry. Oh, dude! As soon as it popped up and down in Atlanta, I went, <laughs> "We humping cars." <laughs> um. What's it mean though? So they'll get on like this hill. So like kicking a car, we'll we'll use the engine, we'll back it up and pull the cut lever, and it'll kick the car out of the the block. You can kick three loaded or four empty. If one's loaded, it can only be three. It has to be four completely empty ones. So you'll have them give you some pin slack, and you tell them to shove back one. That's all you need. And then you pull the cut lever, and as it's shoving back, tell them that's good while holding it and that car will just that car will just go right down the track <clears throat> so humping a car kind of similar to it it is similar except if you're on a hill you're humping it off a hill so you'll have they have two types of them they have uh, regular retarders which sit on the rail and they slow down the train car The actual name of them is retarders, so you set those, and they have pro retarders that can automatically set. So as they're humping them, they—I don't know how they work. My yard went from a hump yard to a switch yard. I've only lightly gotten the been told about what a pro retarder is and how they work. Apparently, it's set up. It knows what car should be next, and it sets like where it should be sitting at for it to catch the car so it doesn't slam into the back of another one so humping is just basically pushing it off a hill
0: interesting so when when you're like humping and kicking cars it's or like you're just rearranging them or uh no getting them out of the way of potential like trains <sighs> going through i
1: you'll you more than likely rearranging them so if you have a, say a consist that has like two cars here that go to Selkirk, I and mean, then two cars here that go to Buffalo, two cars here that go to Selkirk, two cars here that go to Buffalo, you're going to throw a switch, light it into one line, kick the Selkirk, switch the other one, kick it into Buffalo, switch the other one back to Selkirk. kick. It helps rearrange them basically. It helps build the box. Yeah.
0: What, so what kind of places have you been to? Like, where have you been to since you started this gig?
1: Um, I have been to the Toledo yard. That's an interesting place. Not a lot of trains come back from there. Um, and they spoon feed you when you get there. So they'll tell you, Hey, yeah, no pull into East receiving five talk all they're telling you is pulling when you pull in your head ends at the clearance point give them a shout they give you one thing at a time uh, i've been to cleveland and not the good side of cleveland um that's my favorite yard actually there's a lot of work to do in that pool so above tearing the train down or rearranging it when you get there you usually have in route which i don't know why but i love it i'm not just sitting on a drain the entire ride i'm Getting off and adding cars, setting cars out. So, <clears throat> it's my favorite. I have been to three yards in Chicago. There's a lot of yards in Chicago. A lot. There's one yard that takes up, if you print the pages and send them out, they take up seven pieces of paper.
0: It's a regular eight and a half by 11
1: paper? Yep. To Jeez. get the width of it wow it's huge yeah
0: where else have you been (laughs) (laughs) sleeping sleeping so you do like typical runs cleveland toledo and chicago yeah is it so do you um can you like choose where you go like can you or they choose for you they tell you hey you're set to like this area.
1: So when you're a trainee, you get to they put you they'll put you in a pool. Everything is decided by a pool. If you can hold a pool, you know where you're going. If you can hold a Wallbridge pool, you're on a Wallbridge. If you can hold a Cleveland pool, you're on a Cleveland. Hold Chicago, you're in Chicago. Um but they have this thing called an extra board. You don't know where you're going. You're getting called every twelve hours. Until you hit your FRA starts and you have that mandated forty eight or seventy two hours off. You're going every 12 hours. You don't know where you're going. You're just going. You can kind of snipe trains out and see where they're going and guess which ones you're going to. That's a fool's game. As a trainee that can pick their trains, that's a fool's game. I try doing that, and I'm allowed to do it, and I'm allowed to decline trains. I can sit there and go, oh, yeah, I have like three hours. That's the train I want, so I'll go to bed call me an hour later hey we have you for this train and this train they woke me up because I was sniping one train they called me for another train so even as a trainee you can deny it you've already seen me do it here because they wanted to take me to a yard I was already I've already been to I'm trying to go to another yard I think there's two yards I haven't been to yet for Chicago I think there's a total of five and that's not even all of them we only oh. go to five. Yeah. <clears> there's <throat> a total of like seven or eight. I'm not for sure. My tablet in the car would tell me. Um, but Yeah. It's fun time.
0: I had a, I had a question and I forgot. Um,
1: I forgot my train of thought completely. That's why I said it's a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's a good pun you got there. Nice. Um, so, oh, yeah. So you said you 12 hours so you doing you're doing 12 hour shifts and then you said you can have mandated 48 to 72 hours off so are you working like 5 to 6 hours 6 12 hour days in a row
1: if you have Chicago every 12 hours sure you'll have 12 hour days every time you go to Chicago almost unless you're on an assignment job then those are about 8 Assignment jobs, you're get on, get off, that's it. So, usually those can be done in about six and a half, eight hours. But if you have to yard a train, you're on duty for at least 12 hours. Nine times out of ten. When I said every 12 hours, I'm getting a phone call every 12 hours for a train. Um, The Walbridge train, if it's a get on, get off, that's three and a half hours. I'm getting paid for eight. Cleveland, if it's a get on, get off, about four, four and a half hours-ish, depending on TO, whether or not it lets us go track speed, um, I get paid for eight. But if I have, if I, so if you end a day, say at one o'clock, and you get called again within 24 hours, you now have two starts. You do it again that's three starts and again and it's four starts when you get to six starts if you're at your home terminal when you're ending your sixth start you get 48 hours off mandated now if you are on your sixth start or your fifth start and you go up and you hit your sixth start and you come home you coming home would be your seventh you have a mandated 72 hours off Wow. Per law. Like, you, they can't call you, and if they do, they'll get fined.
0: Yeah. So, is a start, like, one start, you to Chicago. Two start, or second start, is Chicago back home? Yep. Okay.
1: So long as you got called for it within 24 hours.
0: Okay. So, like, if you left wherever your home terminal is and went to Chicago, and then you were stuck there for... I don't know they didn't call you in 14 hours um,
1: Then we get What's called held away pay What's that Then we get what's called held away pay
0: Yeah. What is, uh, so is if we like... hit
1: 16 hours in, in a hotel we get what's called held away You then get hourly pay Up to 8 hours Because you're not working Because you're held away in a fucking hotel They're not allowing you to work So you get paid up to 8 hours in the first 24 hours you're held. Wow. Then if you had another 16 hours there, which has happened, I've hit 32 hours in the hotel already before for one trip because they just not have a train for us. So if you hit 16, get paid the 8, that's 24, hit another 16, you'll get paid 8 again. Well, you'll get paid until you get called up to 8 hours. And it just keeps recycling that way.
0: It's so interesting, it's so different than a, like a typical nine to five or three twelves or four tens mm-hmm. and stuff like that it's that's so interesting so I, I mean listening to you before you stated that it sounded so work intensive and like not relaxing at times when you have to sit there and stay awake um, and like... <laughs> You can't really do anything except sit there and twiddle your thumbs and do your calls and stuff like that. Yeah. But it doesn't mm. sound too terrible.
1: The worst part is staying in the hotels.
0: Yeah. Because um, do you, you, so you have to like sit there in the hotel?
1: Mm-hmm. Unless you have a car up there.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So like, like, Could you like take a cab somewhere or like you can walk you around could, yeah. places? Yeah, you can walk
1: around. Okay. Um. So like I'm getting a car for Walbridge. That way when I get a car up there, um, if my fiance has to go to the hospital for something or our kid has to go to the hospital for something, and I'm in Walbridge, I'm there. Yeah. Not only that, but if I'm in Walbridge, that's cl- closer than my home terminal. It's a 40 minute drive. Wow. We get two hours to show up. You'll get a call and after that call, you have two hours to show up to work so there's no schedule they call you and go hey we're notifying you right now be here in two hours click damn so if I drive back from Wallbridge I have a whole ass hour and 20 minutes to get around and mess around that's more time than my home terminal
0: doesn't sound that's, too bad
1: no and I get to sleep in my own bed if I do it yeah I thought I was gonna love hotel beds and I do. I can actually sleep in hotel beds really well and I don't know why. But nothing beats my blanket. Yeah and my sheets and my bed. Yep.
0: Hotel beds are awesome, but nothing beats your own.
1: Especially when you've stayed in hotels so much. You want your own bed.
0: Absolutely.
1: But the good news is when you stay in the hotel, you have a company card that they charge. So
0: That's good too. Like you probably should get yourself something to eat and, like, whatever.
1: Uh, the company won't pay for your food because you should have packed your own fucking food. Uh, that's ridiculous. That's get food. Same, but I don't get to make the complaints right now. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's not too bad. I just sleep and watch TikTok.
0: <laughs> and listen to podcasts.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Be surprised how many people on the railroad actually listen to podcasts. Yeah. A lot of people that I've talked to started listening to podcasts a lot recently. That's awesome. it's wild.
0: Like, share, and subscribe. Faddle like, to prejudice. share, subscribe.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, people out there are weird, man. That's why I fit in. Um, it's
0: a it's a different crowd, it sounds like.
1: Yeah, you have some people won't even fucking talk to you they don't know you so i am fucking talk to you they don't want to talk to you they don't they care less if you died on the train they damn. would look at you if you got ran over and went oh well
0: damn it, that's cold
1: I've had a trainer like that
0: <laughs> that's cold
1: yeah you're not supposed to ride on any of the cars when you're making a tie or a couple he made me sit there on a car while we're making a fucking couple but then you have the other people who just don't care. They've been out there 25 years. They don't care, which was my last trainer. I get on the train. Dude goes, Oh, yeah, oh, I go pinch a loaf. And he runs back to the back engine. Golden rule. You don't shit on your leader. Do you do not shit on your front engine? Great way to get your ass kicked.
0: All right. <laughs> now remember re- that. Not really. They'll just,
1: <laughs> you're going to piss somebody off. Um, but yeah, you have people like that and you have other people who will tell you their entire life story in 20 minutes. Yep. It's a weird crowd, man. of diversity? Yeah. It
0: sounds like it. It sounds, it sounds like when you are telling me that you're rolling through and you're mm-hmm. grabbing this gig, uh, and you're excited for it. I was like, that's awesome. One for you. You're excited for it. And two i've never known anyone that does this like my my grandfather on my dad's side was a engineer for some train company i don't know but that was back in god the 50s 60s 70s back in there
1: back in his day yeah back in my day that type of shit right so like we have defect detectors back then it was a dude standing underneath the rails looking up looking for a defect I'm serious.
0: That sounds horrifying.
1: He'd sit there and he'd wait to see a defect. It's his little box. So like now we have automation. We have sensors that'll sense a hot bearing. Yeah and it'll come across defect detector. You have hot plate at axle one eight two. And it just repeats it, then you stop. You'll look at it. Yeah, these little temple sticks I actually have one in my car pressing on the bearing if it melts it's
0: hot gotta love that science pretty
1: fucking ingenious (laughs) they're made to melt only at the overheating temp
0: that's pretty interesting
1: yeah they melt 200 degrees right on the dot wow Yep, but back in his day those people sat underneath the rails there was a little like shack underneath and we have low hanging sensors now well, back then, their low-hanging sensors was an air hose coming by and whacking the fucking shack. Dude sitting there looking up, looking for defects, and all, he, all of a sudden, all he hears is a "Oh, your air hose is fucked." Goodbye. <laughs> it's like okay. Um, and back then they didn't have what we have now, so we have PTC, which is positive train control. It drives the train for us. Engineers don't do nearly as much. I can't say they don't do shit, because they still do. Still drive it. But if they were to walk away, that train would drive itself. No problem. It would automatically break for you. But if it does that, it's starting you an emergency, and you are fucked. But it'll stop your train. You have TO, which is Trip Optimizer, which makes it run like dog shit. It's all about saving money, man big picture saving the money man so you your track speed is 6 miles an hour it'll put you at 25 miles an hour and you have no control over it oh thanks imagine a Chicago run 300 miles 25 miles an hour I would lose my mind I did (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to sleep and I couldn't Because we were on the damn train, and it decided to go 25 miles a fucking hour. We got lucky. It hit 31 at one point. That's because we were going downhill. Oh,
0: no. (laughs) And then we had to stop because
1: we had to stop because another yard decided that they want to put their train in front of us, so we had to stop. So, we sat there. And then once we got rolling again, it was 25 miles an hour, and I was like, Lord, I'll stop cussing if we can just get there. (laughs) oh my god yeah it's it's interesting
0: yeah I mean this is the most I've heard about it since you've started which I think is so cool I, it's a profession I never thought I would really learn about we're hiring I'll pass it's
1: a good choice
0: <laughs> thanks for the offer
1: I like it I I would like it a lot more if I was home every night yeah the hotel thing. If anything's going to get me, it's going to be the hotel. Yeah. It just... Especially... Stepson at home and now my own kid on the way. I'm going to want to be home more. Right. Because The kid wasn't in the picture until I got home.
0: Do you want to talk about the like, kid, the fiance at all, or...
1: You and my fiance absolutely hate each other's fucking guts. Nice. And then, weirdly, two years later, we decided, "Hey, this person's cool as shit." And then we did the devil's tango quite a bit. <laughs> Is that what you wanted?
0: <laughs> I was just waiting <laughs> for you to talk about whatever.
1: Um. She was around when uh, Anna cheated on me, and pulled all of her bullshit.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: Yeah, she went. She went with me to one of the Black Lives Matters protests because Anna decided it wasn't good enough for her. She had to go to the Toledo one. I don't want to go to Toledo. Okay. I was in false story. I was just going go to Finley
0: That's a really weird thing to say. I want to go to Toledo.
1: <laughs> not as bad as I want to go to Dayton.
0: <laughs> Both are not amazing. <laughs> Sorry, to what
1: um, but yeah um, she was there when I was having a lot of my mental breakdowns uh, I think because she ended up going to the hospital for a few days I think while she went I didn't have contact with her I can't remember why but I had a really bad breakdown which was my second thought of suicide <laughs> And last time, the only thing that stopped me was the fact that I was out of rounds. To which then I had a mental breakdown and laid in the shower. In hysterics. It is what it is. Fuck, man. We laugh to cope. I'm good now. Um, But yeah, uh, she has a son. I almost said had. He's still here. Yeah, he's still here. He doesn't let me forget that he's a dinosaur. Whenever he wakes up, man, I don't mean like grumpy. You wake him up and he just goes, "Rawr!" and then runs to the potty. And I'm like, "Go, little T Rex. Go, <laughs> you, you go, dude, dude." Never thought, never thought I'd love a little person so much. Yeah, dude. Fucking stellar. They they not only do they teach you shit, do they'll crack you right the fuck up. He took his dinosaur in the in the bathroom, just to leave it there so he could brush its teeth in privacy. <laughs> I looked at him and I was going to the bathroom. He goes, no, and I went, what? I go T-Rex, and he pointed in there. I went, about goes, brush teeth, and I went, I'm going potty. He goes, no T-Rex. I was like. <laughs> Okay, T-Rex going potty. Got it. Cool. I'll come back in like 10 seconds. I'm not passing this up for a toy dinosaur. He's smart though, man. I took him to Walmart to go get a new dinosaur a couple months ago. I let him pick it out. I don't give a shit. I had money to pay for the most expensive one. You want to know which one he grabbed? The most expensive fucking (laughs) one. He picked up like the medium price one at first. I was like, all right, bub, let's go. And then he looked up and saw this one. It was an abdominus or whatever from Jurassic Park. It was, it stands about probably foot and a half tall. Fucking the little gills on the side will change when you press a certain button. And it opens its mouth if you grab its tail. Okay. He looked at it and went, threw the other one back on the shelf, picked this one up, and I went, fuck. <laughs> Because in my head, I was like, yeah, I'm saving money. He's smart and got a cheaper one. And then, I don't know if he read my mind, but he went, bet. (laughs) And grabbed the $50 one. I was like, told you get whichever one you wanted. I ain't taking it away. Let's go. And then he got a choo-choo train toy because he wanted one. Before I worked for the railroad. Oh, okay. Yeah, he saw a choo-choo when we picked him up from his dad's. He wouldn't leave it. I went, Do you want a choo choo train toy? And he goes, Yeah. And <laughs> I, I had like a five dollar train set, and so I got it. It's cool, man. It's yeah. cool. Um Vietnam me and my fiance are expecting.
0: Congratulations.
1: Thanks, it's weird.
0: <laughs> Still
1: congratulations. Thanks, it hasn't hit me fully yet. It will. <laughs> They do want, when she goes and gets the ultrasound and I see it, I'm going to go, Oh, this is actually happening. Okay. Yep. Let's go. Do me wrong. I've already readjusted all my finances, to take care of what I need to take care of, and make sure we're ready. It just hasn't fully hit me yet.
0: Yeah. You don't feel it emotionally yet? Like, mentally? mentally yeah.
1: Emotionally, eh. Get there. Yeah. Don't be wrong. It's. It, like seven weeks and I love it. I don't know why it's only, it's only gestation period for like seven weeks. I already love it. Don't know why. Don't judge me. However, mentally I'm like, I don't have kids. And it's like, I'm going to have a kid. (laughs) Like it's going to go from, yes, I can sleep when I get off a train to, what is this? It, I can guarantee you, if my all my debts are paid, I'll probably end up getting a different job. Yeah, yeah. With with a baby, it no. I'm gonna try to transfer to a different trade first, because I do I do like the healthcare. Two hundred thirty eight dollars, no matter how many people are on it. That's pretty good. I can have a ten person family. It's still two hundred thirty eight dollars.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah.
1: So, like the health care.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I have it free right now, actually. For the first year, it's free. Oh, that's nice. Oh, it's fucking great. And my prescriptions, cheap as fuck. Railroad does one thing right. It's their benefits, man. Oh, my God. So, like your retirement with the railroad. Remember you know I told you earlier about like the taxes come out, like tier one, tier two, and shit like that? Yeah. A lot of that's your retirement. It is your retirement. Yeah. But they treat it as taxes. So you have your tier one, tier two. Your tier one is mostly... If I understand it correctly, I'm still new to understanding it. Because I was just going to open up a 401k. It was... That's your main one in your tier two. If you're married, your wife gets what you get but half of it. So if you make five grand on your pension, you have your five grand... She's going to get her own 2500 Wow. So you guys might will have 7500 And the kicker to this is, if you guys get a divorce, you have to remarry five years. If you get a divorce, she still gets it. Damn. And then if you remarry, your new wife gets a little bit smaller cut. But if your ex-wife remarries, she forfeits all of it.
0: Oh, that's tricky, tricky. Mm-hmm.
1: Take me for my money after you've taken me for my money or go get married. Yeah. I don't know. I'd be a slime ball and take me for my money. I'll (laughs) tell you right now. I'd be like, honey, stop it. I need this pension. You need it. Okay. You want to buy that little Maserati Ghibli, whatever. We need this. Yeah. Ghibli's are very cheap. Don't give me that. (laughs) They're 30 grand. Look at me! I'm just saying. I'm a slimeball. I would totally take me for my own money. <laughs> I would choose the money over another marriage.
0: <laughs> I'd take the money too. Right after after some strong deliberation for about two seconds.
1: You know the last motherfucker that gave me a ring, we got divorced. <laughs> I half the shit already. I'm taking the other half of what's owed, bitch
0: jeez um is there anything else you wanted to bring up on on the podcast
1: i have no idea (laughs) well um i call signals in my sleep what i call signals in my sleep explain um so like the signals that i have to call on the radio and all that and then tell my engineer Mm mm-hmm Apparently, if I'm not wearing my CPAP, I will call them in my sleep if I'm very deprived. I'll probably do it tonight since I've had five hours for, for I think it was like 60 hours or something like that. Jeez. um, I don't know. I'm not mathing well. I'm very tired. If I hit three o'clock today without, well, tomorrow without sleep, it'll be five hours for 72. We're winning. Um, Yeah, I'll call them. Apparently, I rolled over my fiance one night went, you want me to open the door before we get to Garrett and she's just looking at what what the fuck and apparently I roll over and asked her what that signal was and she was huh <laughs> And I looked at her in my sleep apparently I eyes open eyes closed I have no idea I didn't want to know that detail because that's a little scary um apparently what I, I bet you don't even call signals what the fuck <laughs> and then rolled back over and She's like, then all I heard was, like, numbers and then clear this, clear that. I was like, yeah, I was calling signals, all right. <laughs> She's like, are you okay? I went, no. 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 <laughs> Dude, some engineers will fall asleep on the train. They know where to blow their horns in their sleep. They'll be That's dead asleep, wild. and all you'll see is them lift their hand and go, burn, brr, burn." cadence and everything. There's an actual cadence, by the way. Yeah. Two long, one short, one long.
0: I did know that.
1: Yeah. They'll do it in their sleep. They know exactly where to do it, and they'll do it. I've seen it already.
0: That's crazy.
1: Dude, it's fucking weird. I've seen one because they have an alerter button. I've seen one dude completely knock. The alerter goes off. All you see is... He'll hit the alerter. It's like, are you Are you okay? Are you dead? Dude's over there hitting the fucking alert and then blowing the horn. I'm like, uh. I was speechless. I was like, what? how? But then again, that dude's been out here for like 28 years. Jeez. Yeah. You only need 30 to retire. So, it's not bad. But you have also have to be 60. So I have 37. Oh. We'll see. <laughs>
0: We'll see We'll see what the future holds You're still pretty young
1: I definitely want to get something with more stable Hours though For sure Don't want to be like where's daddy Chicago (laughs) Come home they don't see me I'm in bed where's dad in bed Okay. They go to bed wake up where's dad Oh he's in Cleveland My kid's gonna fucking hate me (laughs)
0: It it would definitely be an interesting time trying to raise kids and having a job like this.
1: Yeah, I've been told by all my trainers it doesn't work. Yeah. All my trainers said the best time to ever come out is when your kids are in school, teenagers, or you don't have any. Yeah. I didn't have any when I started. Right. Okay, it's found out about a month and a half after. It was not planned.
0: I'm still happy for you thank you yeah of course um let's go ahead and uh wrap this up here okay um i you know i ask a question to everyone what's that uh one piece of advice that you want to live on that uh you said that you want you know your kids to know your grandkids know.
1: be kind i don't give a shit what it is be kind stay in your lane unless it's something super serious Stay in your line and be kind. It takes—it doesn't take any effort to be kind to someone. That one bit of kindness could be life or death. That one bit of kindness could make someone's entire fucking day. Takes too much energy to be nothing but negative. Takes almost no energy just to be nice to somebody. Okay? You can come up to me and I'm having a shitty fucking day. and You can look at me and be like, what are you fucking stupid? And you point out something I did, and I'd be like Kinda, yeah. And start joking with you. No, that's not very kind, but still, it's better than me going, Who the fuck are you to talk to me like? You know what I mean? Right. Just choose happy, man. Choose happy, choose kind. Easy shit to do.
0: I I love that you chose that piece of advice. I just want to go off a little bit on this, that that's the piece of advice that you choose because of the stories that you've shared about yourself here because you know, I didn't even know some, some parts of the story and it, you know, you never know what someone is going through. You never know what someone has gone through or traumas they've experienced or they haven't dealt with. So always, always, always be kind. I fucking love that.
1: Well, and, and that's kind of my thing. I don't care what traumas you've had. It's not a reason to be a dick. It's not. I don't care who did you dirty, who did what. It's not a reason to be a dick. It's not. Yeah. I'm not the reason that happened to you. I do not deserve the backlash. I do not deserve the punishment. Neither does Jim, Bo, Jill, whoever the fuck you're talking to down the road. Right. I didn't take my trauma on other people. Okay. I bought a lot of that shit up. I'm having issues now because Abby and I were quote unquote engaged. So now I have a new fiance and it fucks with me. And I have to remember she's not her. You have to be kinder to her than what my mind wants to be. Be kind. Don't be a dick. Very big on don't be a dick. Okay? that's my greatest takeaway in life don't be a dick and be kind
0: yep absolutely thank you so much for coming out i really appreciate it you know your story is powerful and i love that we had this conversation so thank you so much and i'll see you again soon
1: hopefully thank you for having me man i really appreciate you coming out here
0: of course thank you for tuning in to this episode of fatal to prejudice If you or anyone you know would like to be a guest, please visit my website at CameronChats.com and fill out the contact me form. Please fill out the subject line as podcast interview and write me a small blurb on why you or someone you know should be a guest. I'll leave a link in the description for ease of access. You can support this podcast by listening to it on your favorite podcasting site. Please like, comment, share, and subscribe. Another way to support is by becoming a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash fatal to prejudice patreon is the only monetary support system if you would like to sign up and support through there i am forever grateful for you again thank you for tuning in